0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: hello everybody and
1: the levels
2: just
3: got hit <laughs> <laughs> before we <he's> even <laughs> we have our first
2: ever dominatrix don't get excited she's not looking for new slaves <laughs> she is the, Kaz is the author of two books Dreaming in the Dark and Sordid Secrets which are available on Amazon the link will be in the description box below the video if you want to go down And follow her on Twitter as well, at K-A-Z-B-X-X. That link will be down there. So, it's going to be a very interesting journey today. Really appreciate Kaz coming on. Yeah, thank you. I've watched your previous work with James. Got a lot of views, got a lot of interest. And a lot of absolutely insane stories and things that I didn't even know people had a penchant for. That will blow your mind from the kinky department. We're going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we start then um, getting heavy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. And Jen is here, of course, of Boomer and Jen. Her Links are in the description box for her organic cotton clothing company. You should be familiar with my new co-host by now. <laughs> right. So before we get to the heavy stuff then, we're going to go back and just look at what led to this Ooh. adventure
4: yeah <laughs> sure. so where were you
1: born i was born in swindon yes so just down the road well not down the road about an hour from here yeah and um,
4: wiltshire isn't it yeah it is yeah isn't that only of the woods yes uh brother Avon. Mm-hmm. so what was school like
1: um, so school, school, school was like a horrible place. I would never want to go back to school and be a kid again if I had the option to. Um, when I got to, cause I was, I'm quite short, you've probably noticed. So I was kind of a bit of a target for bullies when I was at school and I was very quiet as well because my home life was a bit disruptive. I used to just escape into books and stuff. So I was
4: quiet. So. What? Oh, sorry. (laughs) I've got a terrible habit of tapping my feet. I've got (laughs) hold them.
2: We'll get you a a pillow.
4: (laughs) Careful to spank me. While
2: while I've interrupted, can I just grab your foot real quick and show it to the camera?
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: go for it. Look at those sneakers. Uh Aren't they so cool?
1: Yeah, so I should have had these on at school, really. (laughs) 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 You some damage. Yeah, so I, I used to get picked on at school, so that wasn't really much fun. Um, yeah, so it kind of built up where I was getting sort of picked on all the time and it, I'm just stuck to the microphone. Oh my God, I didn't want to break it or anything. <laughs> Jeez, don't do this. Okay.
2: This is not a <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: yeah, so it built up to, um, I had an instant where there was a girl that just grabbed me from behind and kicked me in the head and that Went to the police and they got involved and it was all kind of very dramatic at the time. For what reason? Um, she, when they, when she did her police statement, she just said, Oh, I had a bad day and I needed someone to take it out on. So I just happened to be there, sort of like walking home from school like this because I was quite shy. She's gone, Oh, she's little and I'll pick on her. So, um, yeah, I got my head kicked in and, uh, got beaten up. She was kicking me in the head. And I remember being on the floor just thinking like just, just numb really and I, mean, I wasn't even crying or anything and then she said um she said I'm going to kick you in the head until you cry and like somehow I just managed to make myself cry so I just managed to switch it on oh, god knows how I guess it's like a survival technique really. of course did you have so, a history with her no not at all I did get bullied at school but she wasn't part of that group or anything to do with it so it was it was just random and then funny enough how All the bullying stopped. I was walking over with this, like, big bridge from one side of the school to the other. I was walking over the bridge, and there was this girl called Lindsay. She went to me, uh... I won't say my surname. She went, uh, Oi, you! (laughs) And, uh... I'm like, oh god, sort of thing. So I go to walk away, and she kind of like sidesteps, grabs my little coat, this little green coat, and pulls it over my head so like I can't see. Then I'm like, Shit, I can't see. So I'm like flailing, doing this, going, get off me! But like, hey, anyway, somehow I managed to just like punch her in the face and give her a black eye. So I'm like, oh. I heard a scream, and I'm like, oh god, I'm in for it now. She's going to proper beat me up. But she just ran away screaming and crying, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs>
2: So did you have friends then like like a clique that you hung out with at school?
1: I did, but I my little group of friends were like all the misfits mm. and all the quiet quiet shy people. So um but I remember that that morning after I hit, hit the girl in the face by accident, I went up to Well, the morning was fine. I kept expecting to be called up and get into trouble. I kept thinking, oh God, something's going to happen. Anyway, after lunch, we had afternoon registration and I sat in my chair and I had this tutor called, called Miss O. And she said, she went, Karen, can you come up to the desk, please? I was like, shit, here it is. Here we go. I went up to the desk. She said, did you hit Lindsay this morning? And I went, yes, Miss. And she went, good now <laughs> go <gonna> and sit down <laughs> mm. good
2: on her mm. did that set a precedent then for the bullies <laughs> they, they knew you were going to hit back now yeah I think
1: so yeah I, I think once they thought oh she's not going to take this anymore we best it clear a little bit so there, there was always like a little bit of a wary look she's small but she's a psycho they <laughs> didn't even know it was an accident
4: oh well
2: wow. done you what, what was your relationship like with the lads at the school
1: um until I was probably about fifteen, I just didn't have anything to do with any boys at all. I just found them really annoying and immature and childish. And then I got my first boyfriend, yeah, I was about fifteen, I uh, saw so him at youth club, and he looked you know um Anton Deck? Yes. He looked a bit like which one is it? Hang on. <laughs> he looked a bit like Ant McPartlin. So I thought, Oh yeah, he's really fit, I like him. So um somehow we we started dating. I think he came up to me and he said, um he went he went, So, do you want to go out with me or something then? <laughs> oh. And I went, Yeah, okay then. And so, um, he said, Yeah, that was it. So I didn't really have much to do with anyone else at school because I've decided by that point, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I'm happy just doing my own thing and not kind of getting involved with other people. It was funny because in the fit, the, the last year, they all started trying to befriend me. And I was just like, I was, I was cold. I was like, nope, too late.
4: (laughs) So, what was your first relation, sexual relationship? It was
1: with my my boyfriend, Mike. Okay. So I met him at youth club at school. Okay. Yeah, and, um yeah, it just, it it kind of got quite intense quite quickly, I think.
4: Was it fairly normal, would you say?
1: Uh, what's normal?
4: Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: you're asking me if it was not. I would say, yeah, but someone else might go, no, that's, that's you know, that is totally kinky and freaky. So, kinky? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I used to read Cosmo magazine. Mm. And just 17, I think, Miz, has like, just turned to like the sex tip straight away. Like, um, my boyfriend wants me to. So I was, like, reading, like, and Cosmo and my sister's magazines, you know, stuff like how to spice up your sex life. And I was, like, 15, 16. And I'm reading like, how to spice up your <laughs> sex life. Like, hmm, that sounds interesting. Okay, I'll go into Summers and get some fluffy handcuffs. And <laughs> <laughs> probably wasn't even old enough to be in there, but I remember just, like, bolting in, have a little look around. So I was a bit shocked when I got to the end and there's all, like, these massive dildos and things. And i like, what do you even do with that? That's an arm. What's that for? <laughs> oh, and it had no... Was quite innocent, really. So, I bought these little handcuffs, and they were just like two bits of fluff stitched together with a chain in the They were rubbish, weren't they? They're back so then. rubbish. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were great. I'm like, oh, this is so kinky. Let's try these tonight. <laughs> so we were just like taking it in turns on putting them on each other and then being like, hee
3: hee.
1: <laughs> 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 so oh. like, there was like no BDSM there or anything. It was all kind of like keeping was it back innocent. Because, how no. old do you know? god uh 41 shut up i'm
3: 40 42 next week oh
1: my god i I think i'm getting alzheimer's a bit because i've got to that age where someone goes to you how old are you and i've got to sit there and figure it out yeah (laughs) you
2: look about 28 i
1: thought you were my age oh
2: bless
1: thank you well i'll take that compliment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) what was your first job then
1: oh what was my what was my first job? Tour guide Oh, first proper job.
4: Travel rep.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, what yeah. was your
4: first job? Because I um, think that's quite interesting.
1: Very first job ever. Well, when I was like a kid, I did some work for my dad, cleaning his shop. Then I did, what else did I do? My first proper, well, my first paid job for someone of them, my dad was, I think it was a little cleaning job after college. So um, I was cleaning offices. And I loved it. It was brilliant. It was like a brilliant vibe there. There was like this big, jolly lady. It was super There was this little lady called, little Jamaican lady called Winnie. And she had this amazing roar on her. She was always like singing, going, hey, can <laughs> We're going to have the best evening today. <laughs> and uh, and then there's punishment one day. I was late for my shift. They put me on toilets. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's a bit grimy, but get on with it. Anyway, so you put this little sign outside to say, these toilets are at use, you can't come in now. And uh, this office bloke, he's obviously working late, starts walking in. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, toilets are closed. Can you use one of the other loo's on the other floor? And he just ignores me, walks in, flops his little dinky out, and he starts <laughs> going at the urinal. And I'm like, I think I'm like 16, 17 at this point. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I just like lock myself in the loo. And like, if it was now, I'd be like... Mate, it's not even worth getting that out. Put it away, you silly little boy. Come on, get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was like quite shocked to just lock the door I I just wait till he's gone. Anyway, so I told my boss, I think they just sent a strongly worded letter around. I didn't see him again after that. So, <laughs> so that, that was good. Um, and then well. what did I do? What did I do then? Just thinking. So I went to college, then, yeah, then I went to, I was working in co-op and then travel care. And then from there I thought, oh, I like this travel, like I should go and be a holiday (laughs) rep. So that's when I went over to Cyprus and I spent about nine months working there, I think. So, and you can imagine being an 18 year old, i had like no life experience. So I wasn't very good at socializing or talking to people, I was really shy. And then suddenly there's like all these people, guests, alcohol. Everything. It was just madness that that So you first, went out yeah. to a
4: party lifestyle.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. It but it, it was kind of burning the candle at both ends because you're one minute you're up at six a.m. because you've got a flight coming in and you've got to meet the great guests and be all chirpy and be like, "Hey, welcome to Cyprus! <laughs> Where's world? How are you?" <laughs> and then like later on, you're guiding an excursion and then you're going out, getting wrecked, just drinking. Like pictures of pictures of cocktails, you don't know what's in that stuff. You know, they're just Oh, you reps, are you? Whistle this one up. So they're just like putting all the shots in. And before you know it, you know, you're waking up on a bus to Coral Bay going Shit. <laughs> I've gone a bit far this time. How did I get in this scenario? So that that was quite bad. And the worst thing was is like three I think it was like three or four days later, my I'd lost my phone. And one of the reps got my phone back to me and on the phone it was a text from this woman and she went, oh, um, hope you've got your phone back by now. I made sure that I gave it to your friend and anytime you want to sleep underneath our Jeep, you're completely welcome. And I'm just like,
4: what so you passed out underneath a jeep
1: well i can only guess she winding me up
3: to
4: like,
1: is she going is she just going i know we'll have a bit of fun mm. with this one mm. I, I don't know i can't remember i can't remember that's bad isn't it that's just that it's so bad because like i could have been anywhere so yeah i woke up and i thought right yeah I'm gonna have to reel it in and stop with the the crazy drinking because it's, it's it's funny now <laughs> <laughs>
2: what about Menorca? what was that like
1: the, what, sorry Menorca oh it was it was it was horrible it's um <laughs> right
4: yeah I was expecting <laughs> a different reaction there yeah. <laughs> yeah I love
1: Cyprus I think Cy- Cyprus is such a brilliant brilliant place so if you go to Menorca I think there's a place called Callan Cat, which is if you're in your 18, 19, 20s you want to be there because it's busy and you know bit of a party lifestyle and stuff but if you're yeah if you're that age you don't want to go to Sonbu which is where I was so what happened was the first week they send you out for training I made all these really cool friends which were quite still quite hard for me at the time and I'm like yay I've got friends this is great and then like yeah now we're gonna take you away from these people and put you on your own here in this resort and um so the really horrible supervisor there as well like my family come out she wouldn't let me see my family my nan flew all the way out as well mm. and they were like no you can't you can't see your nan you have to work and I'm like, i've done all my work i've done all my reports i've done all the admin oh no, no no so in the end i just thought you know i come here because i thought you know i want to work hard and be a good rep but, but you would have I fun want to enjoy myself yeah. I'm not enjoying it what is the point <laughs> you know so i'm like right I'm, I'm gonna quit and she said to me um i've read your letter I don't accept your notice. I know you're capable of better than this. Anyway, <laughs> see you in the morning. <laughs> I was a bit shocked to start with. Jesus, oh, what the fuck just happened there? So I kind of like went away and thought, hang on, I'm not having this. I'm not having this. So I thought thought to myself, what am I going to do to get out of this? Because there's no, nowhere I can stay. So I started writing this letter and I, I basically said, um, I am handing you my notice because I can't see away past you know any things that's happened and I I can't see a way of moving forward that's going to be you know satisfactory for either of us and I said um furthermore if you you know keep refusing to give me back my passport unfortunately I'm not gonna have any more choice than to go to the English tabloids and tell them that you're (laughs) you're holding me hostage and that you're detaining my passport so good for you yeah yeah, so like the next day in the office, it was just like, there's your passport. You need to give us four weeks notice. So that was kind of the end of that one. Did you finish at four weeks? Really? Yeah, I did the four weeks notice, I but- been um, off.
3: I've been yeah, off on
1: the next plane. She, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I had much of a choice, it was, I, could, I suppose I could have like, just done a runner in the night or something. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine?
2: So what happened when you went on a date and hitched a ride and you thought the guy had his wife in the vehicle?
1: Oh, God. Um, so I went to this wedding. It was, I can't remember whose wedding it was, a random wedding. And, um, I got chatting to this guy at the wedding and uh, everyone else was like really quite stuffy and like, and we, we just had a laugh. We were just taking the piss out of everything the whole time. And so he said, would well, you fancy, um, going out afterwards? So I think we went to this club called some cheesy name like Rainbows or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> had a few jars mm. in there. And then um, we come out and we were, we were like tipsy, but we weren't sort of stupid falling all over the place or anything. So we were like waiting for a taxi. So we went and sat on this little curb and this this guy pulls up. You can just to set the scene right. He's quite a big guy, probably like Houston overweight jet black greek jet black hair quite long and a little bit greasy looking (laughs) um very cool sunshade sports car and he's got this beautiful woman like stood next to him sorry sat next to him in the car she's got long black hair red lipstick like this very glam looking and then he's like oh i can rubbish accents would you like a lift kind of i'm not gonna even try and uh, so we're sat on the road no it's fine we're just gonna wait for the next taxi don't worry about it and then this guy's like, It's okay. In, in in Greece we cannot let you just sit there by the road. We have to take you. We're being hospitable. But no, honestly, it's okay. It's okay. We like the fresh air anyway. So this guy's going on and on and on. And then his wife in the end is like, oh, come on, join us. It's okay, we take you home. Take five minutes. So stupidly, <laughs> we got in the guy's car. And then like after about two minutes he was going, Oh, I am I am Christos. Um my father also called Christos, I built my own house. He built his house before me, you know, you get the bit of story, they reel really you in, don't they? Mm. you know, Oh, that's nice. Yes, I'm very proud of my house. You should see it. So I was like, mm, yeah, maybe one day. A bit weird. Yeah, I, I take you
3: there. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: shit, it just gets worse. So we're like <laughs> honestly we don't want to put you out. You don't have to take yes, yes, I take you there. We have a quick drink, it's okay, you come with us. So So by this point we're like we just look at each other, we're like Oh shit, so we're going to this guy's house then by the looks of it. So we get to his house and it's lovely little like villa and um I'm thinking, oh do you know what? Actually this isn't too bad. He's probably just a nice he's a bit lonely maybe, <laughs> he wants a bit of company. So we sit down, he's like, I'll make you a drink and make you relaxed and all this kind of stuff. So I, was, he um Chris goes off into the kitchen with Christos. I'm sat here with this Russian lady. And I start trying to make conversation. Like, oh, well, how did you guys meet then? And she's like, Oh, um, about an hour ago. Like, huh? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so it only turns out that she's a, a Russian prostitute, and he's just picked her up, and then got us in the car as well. And then I'm like, I just don't know how to react to this situation. So uh, I was just kind of sat there, and then this. Chris comes back through and he says to me, we need to get out of here. We need to get out. And I'm like, what's wrong? What happened? He's like he wants to swap <laughs> <laughs> Bearing in mind I'm like 18 years of age wow. I've never swapped in my life oh my <laughs> um or done many things by that you know um so we're like shit shit I started panic my heart was just racing I'm like, is he gonna axe murder us is he does he want to go on me or the other guy or is I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen so my mind's just wow. reeling. Mm. and then um so he's like, what should we do? Should we make a run for the door? I'm like, no, 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 because it's all the way down the I said, I think there's a window in the bathroom, right? So let's go out the bathroom. So we like, he went, Do you wanna go first? And I'll keep him talking. Right, like, no, we've got to do this together. You might axe murder you if I leave you behind. So like, I just grabbed his arm. <laughs> ran to the toilet, like, and you know that you know like every second when you're in a hurry feels like an hour, doesn't it? Yes. you're like, Come on, trying to get the window, come on. And it was probably like four or five seconds, but it felt like about 10 minutes so eventually this window comes up I literally think I just threw myself for it head first oh, he God. followed me and um, we started rolling down the hill picked ourselves up and we just legged it for about like 10 minutes until we couldn't run anymore and we're breath. And then we just collapsed into fits of giggles because we'd like <laughs> made it out safely. It's <laughs> but, like out of yeah. a movie. Yeah, yeah. it was just, it was nuts. And then by the time we got back, we were in Polis. We had to walk all the way from Polis to Paphos. So by the time we got to Paphos, it was bloody light.
3: Wow.
1: Yeah. And, and then we stopped for a McDonald's as well. And normally, I, I just will not eat McDonald's because it's not my kind of thing. But I'm like, yeah, I'm so hungry. Let's go in there and get a burger. <laughs> oh,
4: that's all that running, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we were just like, oh.
2: Well, when you took the lad to the hotel swimming pool.
1: Yeah. So we had this rule. When you go, when you become a holiday right? they give you all these rules of like what you can do, what you're not allowed to do. So one of the rules was like, I think it was saying like, you can't sleep with your own guests, right? Because obviously that's a conflict of interest, isn't it? Mm. But they said that you can sleep with other people's guests. So people used to, so like, like, GMC people would sleep with Thompson's See, guests. So that was the loophole? Yeah. Basically. That ridiculous. Was a, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, really, to be professional, you shouldn't be sleeping with anyone's guests, but it was kind of like. Well,
4: there was a loophole at least. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so, yeah. 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 And people just, yeah. So. Um, what, what happened was, is like, you'd end up speaking, you'd end up hanging out with other people's guests that you'd get chatting to in the nightclub. And you go, oh, the first thing you'd always say to them, you go, who are you holidaying with then? And if they said, like, some world, she'd go, ah, well, I hope you have a lovely evening. (laughs) (laughs) If they said Thompson, she'd go, oh, okay, great, we can talk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this, um, so this, I got chatting to this, um, this, this guy, and he was like, oh, do you know anywhere cool to go after this? And I'm like, I was—I think I was a bit drunk I said, yeah, I know all the great places to go. Just follow me. Do you fancy a swim? And so I took him to this like hotel. It wasn't one of my hotels. Again, that would be foolish. It was one of um one of the other tour companies. But we kind of sort of knew all the hotels, and so um there was this gorgeous swimming pool there with LEDs. So we just went and had a swim in this in this pool. We were, like giggling naked. Like, I think we probably were, or like at least like very scantily, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we were like just giggling, like we're very, very naughty and stuff. And then um we then we then decided to go inside and get a little bit, you know, a little bit naughty. And I, I think we we're, we're having a snug or something. And then basically we heard this guy with a trolley. It was like the waiting staff setting up all the dining tables for the next day, and we were like, shit. And I'm thinking, I'm a rep. If I get caught in this hotel but even though it's not one of my hotels I'm still going to be in massive shit I'm like in state of undress, soaking <laughs> wet so I'm like I just grabbed this and I'm like under the tablecloth so yeah it was like this actually yeah it's like a big round dining table with a tablecloth nearly to the floor so we're just like we're like under the tablecloth and we just to put my hand over his mouth as well we try not to giggle so he's like <laughs> quite drunk and giggling and then like on this, we heard the wheels just going
3: <laughs> and just
1: moving away. We we're like, right, let's, let's make the, you know, make a runner for it now. And we just <laughs> legged it out of this hotel, so that's another one I got away with.
4: Wow, <laughs> well done.
2: <laughs> so, what did you do when you came back from all this holiday tourism stuff?
1: Well, um, sorry, can I just have a sip of yeah, water? But it's got a little bit dry,
2: if you would Ooh, like. The, the pressure under the
1: lights. Check Kazi's
2: books out. They are dreaming in the dark. And the Sordid Secrets. If you want to go on her Twitter, she is at Kaz, K-A-Z-B-X-X.
1: That's me.
2: <laughs>
1: so, yeah, after uni, the first thing I did, well, I thought, well... It I says thought, Legoland thought on here, sorry. So I just jumped ahead, like, about four years, four years there, didn't I? Because where were we now? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I your mean, was awful. Times <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> Water was the so, Yeah, that was t- it, Yeah. 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 What were you going to say? Left uni, Legoland. Yeah. I love Legoland. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> it is. yes, amazing. I was the other week with my Definitely.
3: nephews, not on my own.
1: It's not such like a, a cool day. place. So, but yeah, I think I worked... You yeah, know, that was before. I worked, that was after uni. So before uni, I worked in Thames Water. And my job was literally... Like, they'd phone up and I go, can I put you through to sewage or leakage? (laughs) 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 And that was literally it. I had no like responsibility or power to solve anything or do anything else. So and they call up and they go, oh, I've had this problem for two weeks now, and you've not done anything about it. And I'm like, I didn't even know about your problem. <laughs> so uh, I just I couldn't handle it. And then what I found myself doing, I'd keep like drinking water just so I could like go to the loo and have like a little breather from people
3: like shouting <laughs>
1: in my ear. But the thing is, they clocked onto that. You've got a door system. You have to clock in and out every time you go for a toilet break. And that, um, we've noticed you're taking rather a lot of toilet breaks and we're not satisfied with the amount of breaks you're having for the living. I just thought, I can't do this. It's, yeah. So, um, I thought, yeah, I don't, I can't see me working at Thames Water forever. So I, I started applying to unis then. And, um, I went through the clearing process. And I think my choices were like Bournemouth, Southampton, I think Portsmouth as well. I'm glad I didn't go there. Was it Portsmouth? Somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got into Southampton Institute. And um, yeah, that was like three years of massive amounts of, I'm I'm not going to use the word growing growing up very loosely. What did you study, sorry? Media writing. Oh, fantastic yeah wow. yeah it was it was a really really awesome course and we we had like a student radio station and stuff so I used to I used to have a little playlist show and go yes this is this is cares with uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a cool play next and then uh, I did like a little oh what do you call it like a dance show as well on a Friday evening before before the club because we did a club as well club night
4: so what like on the podium there
1: no, no, no. This was we had like um, a refractory. I thought you meant you were dancing there. No, 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 no. no I was doing like a student rodeo show.
4: Yes, no, yeah. but I thought you said it, and a dance thing. I thought oh, oh you were doing yeah, podium we, dancing dance. Yeah, we promoted
1: a dance club this well. Oh, a dance debauchery. night.
4: Okay, right. Yeah. Debauchery. Yeah, debauchery. Debauchery.
1: <laughs> yeah. Funny that. <So>, uh, <laughs> <so>, yeah. <laughs> so we. um But
2: they have a dress code. <laughs> yeah, they did.
1: Fluffies, hot pants, lots of glowing stuff as well. So I remember people went through a phase of, like, having all their face painted up and stuff as well, which at the time I thought was awesome. But, yeah, it's a bit sad. So <laughs> like, oh, what face done too?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, so, uh, yeah, we used to promote the club on the radio show then we were right. like come down tonight and we'll give you some free stuff and you know i just get some kind of d de- everyone was a dj back then as well everyone was like oh listen to my mix <laughs> so like wherever you went it is a mixtape so i'd like play those i get the djs in on the radio station as well so it's easy for me because i just go oh we've got so-and-so playing and then i just kind of like sit there with my books or whatever and then just make the occasional comment so <laughs> <laughs> Handy. um yeah where, where, where do we get to where do we get to so
2: now you're at uni
1: yes so yeah.
2: did you have a goal for what you're going to do when you finished uni
1: yeah i i wanted to get into media but it was my dream to work for the bbc so I thought that's going to be my sole focus. I'm just going to basically harass them until they give in. So because I'd, I'd watched a few um, TV programs and had a few talks, and I heard that was just the thing to do. If you if you like harass them and wear them down, eventually they give you a job. <laughs> so um, yeah. So after uni, um, after uni, yeah, I worked at Legoland, <laughs> and I just I found myself like one afternoon just like putting a potato on a plate again, putting a bit of cheese on top. And, Here's your potatoes! Welcome <laughs> <Back laughs> to Legoland! <laughs> no, no, thank you. Just yeah.
4: Did you and, have to be really enthusiastic to work there?
1: Well, I, no, not really. Really? I just did that to kind of make the day go a bit better, I think. I think it was because of my rep training. They'd kind of taught you to be that way. So I was probably like, I'd go in and probably annoy everyone because I'd be like, morning, how is everyone? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a great day, aren't we? <laughs> and they'd be like, They'd be hungover from the night before because they were about 16, 17. Yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> like no conversation at all or anything. So
2: did they monitor your pee breaks at Legoland?
1: <laughs> no, they were pretty cool about that.
2: <laughs> Thank goodness. Also, this well is done,
3: Legoland. <laughs> 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 no <on the> pee monitoring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, after a while, you know, there's only so many potatoes you can put on plates and before you start going, I think I need to actually, you know, apply myself and do something a little bit more challenging, you know, Thank maybe you. a bit cheese on top too. Um, so I, that's when I just started full out harassing the, the BBC, sending them letters, applications day after day, even stuff I wasn't suitable for, but I thought, why not? Let's just get an interview. It's good practice, isn't it? So there's a really good tip that I learned when I was younger is um, never say no to anything even if you don't know what you're doing say yes and then figure out how to do it <laughs> so I was kind of going on that philosophy and then I got really really lucky because my cousin's husband at the time was working at the BBC so they introduced me to like the the temping they got they this in-house temping Scheme. So I started off doing little bits of temping like across the TV centre as a PA and team assistant. So that gave me some experience of working at the BBC. Um, and just learning how they work and do things. And then like from doing that and kind of they, they was like to employ people that have already done stuff with them already. So that gave me a little bit of a foot up. Then I just got really lucky to be honest. And, and, and I wore them down a bit. And, <laughs> um, so they gave me a job and I was, what was I working? First one was in just down the road in Caversham in wow. Reading. So I was working for BBC Five Live.
0: Um,
1: just logging trails and stuff. So the, the great thing about working at the BBC is that you can go on loads and loads of training courses and really build up your CV. So I think I've, I did some work experience on, um, CBBs, which is a bit different. Um, <laughs> I think it's, was it something, one of the live chat, BBC live, something like that. Um, so just loads of different places. So it was a great experience just going round and like one day would be, you'd be a runner on the CBB set and they'd send you out going right you've got to go and collect all these random items for our next segment so that was kind of fun and then another day you could be sat in the radio station just kind of like collecting notes and helping them you know to get their schedule on show and everything. Did so, you meet any
4: celebrities?
1: Um, I don't think so no not no. anyone really major at the BBC I and mean, I'm sure we like probably spotted people from afar walking in all the time I tried to get on some of the because we used to get freebies and stuff so I was always trying to get onto some of the shows in the audience and that and I managed to get wait for it (laughs) National Lottery
3: Live wow (laughs) so
1: I took my mum and we were like oh this is gonna be so good we're gonna watch the lottery (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna watch the (laughs) the 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 ( interpreters) balls and we got there we were like wait wait about like that about mm. an hour for it to just start I and mean, we was like so bored and then it began. and then literally like on tv it seemed like a much bigger thing because i think they drag it out and everything don't they it was literally i think they press the button and ball spin and then they go thanks for coming everyone bye <laughs> <laughs> It's like we just traveled across london to see this yeah. so Fantastic. yeah but yeah it was a cool place
2: so you end up doing acid then with jay
1: we did yeah in fact i think the first time i actually met him we ended up doing acid, really? we went to a friend, it was just going to be a friend's civilised barbecue. That's <laughs> just how it starts sometimes, isn't yeah. it? We went to a friend's barbecue, and her mum and dad were there, they were like, yeah, you could have a little party, Kelly, it's fine. You take, would you like to take some tea out to your little friends and some biscuits, and so it was all quite civilised. And then someone just turned up, I don't know who, with this acid, he was like, so has anyone here ever done acid before, and we were all just looking blankly, no. What's it like then? Is it good? <laughs> yes, all right. <laughs> what he didn't say is like you go on a trip for eight hours and you can't escape. Failed <laughs> to miss that bit out. So um that that was the first experience. time. Yeah, I like just I think like the first two hours was fine. And, what was the
2: first effect you felt?
1: Um, just definitely going a little bit woo, like a little bit um I feel the air, the air literally becomes more statically
3: yeah.
1: charged, doesn't it? and just it's weird it's those minor distortions and you think am i really feeling this am i really would you start, kind of say it's that not sureness to start with isn't yeah because right
2: mm-hmm. in arizona i did it where it's hot yeah the air uh, definitely it's warm isn't it and you're yeah. feeling it and it's like almost yeah. like you're in wa- hot watery it's like half water half air uh, kind of thing like definitely. yeah and then the plants are all start with cact- cactus, oh
1: yeah they breathe okay. you can see yeah. them breathe yeah.
2: you can see everything yeah. breathing yeah. <laughs> <You can see laughs> <everybody breathe> <laughs> Yeah, yeah and you just
4: tuned into yeah, things that you think. couldn't see previously because i've never actually done acid you've never done it Mm-mm. i want to do it now
1: oh
4: <laughs> well, there's a she's side. just joking kids there's this a is the drugs education <laughs> channel
1: it's <laughs> <a> the <bit of laughs> stroking stuff isn't it like i think all the textures as well yeah but it gets kind of more and more
2: intense so doesn't intense it? yeah it's like gets yeah. so intense you regret so you're doing like, you're it like,
1: you're like... <laughs> You're looking at it. <laughs> yeah maybe not because this is why you don't want to do it you want it yeah. to up <laughs> it's just yeah so what
2: what what was the dark side of it that you experienced um, any negative visuals probably
1: that- I, i'd say like the second time i did it was probably the, the side i had a bit of negativity it still started off fun and um my boyfriend kept turning into, is it McCavity the cat from Cats? Wow. And he, cause have I've always got cats and I'm a big cat fan. So he had these little freckles and whiskers. Then he had like this little, uh, I'm imagining this. This is my crazy head not actually happening. Then he's got like this hat on with like cork screws and I'm imagining like <laughs> like, like, some like, an <laughs> like an Australian. Yeah, like an Australian. Yeah. So, um, and then he's going to me, is there anyone else here at this party? And I'm like, hang I thought it was, I thought it was our house. What? We're at a party. So this stuff is really strong, you know, because I'm sort of doubting myself now. I'm going, is it winding me up? Or... So we then start walking around the house, looking to see if anyone else is in our house because we think it's a party.
3: <laughs> um, and then, like, we thought it's getting
1: a bit... Tents here. Let's go out for a walk and just clear our heads. So that really helped. Went outside. And we went and led in the flats, which is this kind of patch of grass. It's good to be in nature, isn't it? When you're, if you find yourself stupidly in that situation, it's good to connect with nature and just feel safe so we were looking at the stars and I could just see all these spaceships in the sky and I'm like wow so maybe like when you do this stuff you're connecting with what's really out there and maybe we can't normally see this kind of stuff and then the next day you think what a twat don't you <laughs> <laughs> so like, what was I on about so and um, I think the dark side of that would be just the, the sheer paranoia and just the, the mm-hmm. overwhelmingness and I wish I hadn't done it
4: it's horrible. Yeah, the calm so down horrible. and everything. Yeah. yeah. So you then moved into a flat in East London with him, didn't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's when it started to get a little bit. So, um, so I, I started working on, I was working on TVX, um, I think Sport Babes Triple So you're looking blank. So basically it's a TV show and you have all these different girls on a bed and then you pick up your phone and you're like, Hey, really and then they have
3: to yeah that's
1: it and so they have to call into they have to they they can call into the show if they want and speak to someone so I was doing that and then I was doing photo shoots like like uh, modeling panty fetish all kinds of different things so I was quite into well I'm actually kind of getting someone here getting somewhere here and it was quite good money so I'd left the BBC by this point to do this full time So, so how
2: did you find that job opportunity where did
1: yeah. it come from Um well, I was already doing a little bit of modelling on the side basically so I had a couple of things come at me at once once I uh, one I went to like an adult uh, networking party so I met loads of people there but also there was this agent called uh called Tim and he used to work directly with the sport so he saw me on this website called Netmodel basically said we've got some vacancies that we want to fill do you want to come and do it and I'm like shit Okay, I'll try it. Mm. So that's how I, I, I can't believe like, because I know how shy I was back then. I can't believe that I even ended up going on that show. But yes, yeah, so that's how that.
2: Once happened. you got through the pain barrier of your shyness, did you find it a different level then psychologically? Did you just embrace it?
1: What, so what do you mean by so like,
2: Okay, so you said you were shy. Yeah. So the first time you do something like that, it must have been quite intimidating. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Could
2: yeah. you take us through that?
1: Yeah. And how, yeah, how really you, how, stand, yeah. what was going through
2: your mind? Yeah. How it felt, and then how you toughened up.
1: Yeah. To feel think,
4: comfortable, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's just a feeling the whole time of like, oh my God, what the hell have you done? You're so out of your depth. You haven't got a clue. So it's kind of like on one shoulder, you've got that little horrible demon that's going, you're rubbish. You're going to mess it all up. And then on the other shoulder, they're going, don't listen to them. They're full of <laughs> shit. They tell you bad stuff all the time. Does it ever happen? No. So it's kind of listening to those different voices and trying to tune that, that little bratty one out and going, Get off! get off, <laughs> get, get away from me. Um, and so, like, even like the producer said to me on my first night, I think I was on live triple X, and all the girls were being all saucy, like, ooh, ooh <laughs> like that. And I was just like on the phone, hi. And so
2: you're, said, hold on, let's get this, <laughs> let's set the stage. You're all on the bed, are you, with a phone or something?
4: Yeah, in your yeah. pants,
2: dressed scantily, I imagine. How many women are on the bed? I think
1: there's three of us that night, and people
2: personally. call into this show,
1: yeah. And what yeah. do they say
2: to
4: you?
1: Um, do you know, it's quite funny because I had a couple of ones that that were just like knocking one out quite clearly on the phone when they're talking. Oh, I like what you're wearing. (laughs) 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 Then I had some guy call me up and he started, he just started talking to me, um, about art galleries and his favorite paintings. And I didn't have a clue about any of that kind of stuff, but I just sort of humored him and asked him (laughs) questions and keep him busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the producer went to me, Kaz, you look like you're on the phone to your mum. Can you just try and, (laughs) Be sexier, please. <laughs> so yeah, I think it was just a case of fake it till you make it. Really, just yeah. just try and copy what they were doing. Did you get any horrible calls? Um, probably not on the channels. No, no. I think they think I think they were used to like the. It was it was mainly regulars and people that would phone in or people a bit kind of. They'd had a few drinks and yeah. they're like, oh, we're going to call in the station, kind of thing. So, I mean, the only bad one I had was on webcam, which was a bit upsetting. Uh, I just had this, this like, horrible, dirty bastard, because they they can email you and ask you for, like, um, role-play scenarios and fetishes. So they might say, for example, right, so I want to come on the webcam, and I'll already be dressed up, and then you tell me I'm a d- dirty little boy and do this to me. So you're like, yeah, yeah, fine. Uh, this guy he messaged me it was like well i want you to pretend to be like my five-year-old daughter oh my and uh, and that uh, i'm gonna rape you and i'm like <gasps> so i'm like you're a disgusting person i'm going to call the police so i yeah. just reported him to Good. the yeah. site immediately and his account was gone then so i think mm. i think they got rid of him and i don't know if they called the police or not Hopefully yeah. they did but so, yeah generally it's fine
2: so doing this stuff then on the bed yeah did you just grow more confident over time at it
1: yeah, I I would say so. It, it just it was a case of um time. And then there'd be like good days and bad days as well. So if I had a, a bad day at home, mm. it was a lot harder to then go in and put on the, the smiley face, but once you've been doing it a while, it just becomes second nature really. Was the
2: pay it, pretty good? Sorry.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean it it's <laughs> I don't think it's as good now because I, I haven't done the channels in years, but back then I think it used to be something like 100 150 quid for four hours, Ooh, that's not bad. which isn't amazing, but it's if you're doing that regularly, and then people are seeing you on the, the TV, so you're getting kind of extra money as well because it's brand awareness and everything, isn't it? So it's it was a good little extra stream of revenue.
4: And was your bloke okay with you doing this?
1: Um, the guy then, yeah, he he I mean, he liked it, he liked the fact that Found I was it doing that I mean, it, to, to, to be honest. He was too much that way though, because he was a bit of a porn addict. So he'd say, oh, oh, um, just make some content and, or I'd go and make some content and then he'd, he'd, uh, be editing it, but he wouldn't actually be editing it. I'd walk in the room, he'd just be knocking one out watching it but for about four or five hours I'd like to go in and go right, well you're obviously a bit busy I'll come back in I'll go make a cup of tea so <laughs> I go to the kitchen make a cup of tea I go upstairs do something. I'll go back to you out you're still stuck in the same position doing the same thing I'm like fuck's sake you're gonna edit this I want it to go up
4: tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and what were the girls like you worked with? they um, nice? A
1: bit of a mix really a bit of a mix some of them I think because I think that's the problem in the adult industry I think sometimes people get so desensitized to their Environment, and I think there's often, I never got this because I never wanted to be the loudest person in the room, but I think they all wanted to be the most extreme porn star and all like the wackiest and everything. So I kind of didn't want to get caught up in that because it's a very slippery route, isn't it? Mm. You know, before you know it, you, need, you know, some of those girls are doing like double anal and stuff. And that wasn't going to be a route for me at all because yeah, yeah, fair play to those who do. Uh, if the you viewers know? are
2: watching right now, check out the interview we did with Samantha Brown, who's exposing all the horror of what she went through and like. She was talking said exactly the scenes that you said and the, the women are taking painkillers and the men are injecting things in the dick. Oh, I saw and... this
1: one. Yeah. She yeah. had just had an awful awful experience, didn't she? Yeah. Poor girl. It's just horrendous. And it, it sounds like she fell in the in the wrong people. I mean, cuz for me mostly my experience, although there's been ups and downs, I found that the industry's helped me. It's grown my confidence. And it, I've learned so much about myself and other people and the psychology of, of not just kink and fetishes, but of how people, what, what makes them tick, basically, which I'm absolutely fascinated in. We're going to so. get to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Jay started to hammer the drugs and become psychotic, did he?
1: Yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I think he just messed his brain up completely.
4: Mm. What so drugs were he on?
1: He, well, it, it started out as, like, pills and... Stuff like that. And then he was doing copious amounts of speed. Then he started ordering just all these random, you know, at the time they'd like research chemicals and stuff. So he was, he was taking loads of those. What,
4: like MCAT, is it? Yeah, but loads yeah. of
1: variations of that basic. Like anything he'd get his hands on, he'd, he'd take he, You know, it, if there was a pile of soot on the floor <laughs> and you, you told him it would, it would give him a nice trip, he'd take it. It was, it was that bad. So, um yeah, he just started to lose his mind a little bit, um, got really controlling, started gaslighting me. So something would happen and then I'd hear a completely different version of events coming out of his mouth. Uh, but you start, when that's like quite insidious and every day, you think, am I remembering it wrong? Is it me? You know, and so you start to sort of almost semi-believe it, even though I knew there wasn't something right there.
4: Mm. So, so how did that end?
1: um if we yeah how did it end it ended with me just asking him to leave basically and uh he wouldn't he wouldn't leave so i went to sleep on my friend's sofa well, in 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 her house for a few days and i was sharing her bed and then she moved this random guy in that she met at a party he was married and they just come home with her and moved into it was so it was such a weird scenario so I was then regulated to the sofa. She was like, well, I've got Woody here now, so you're-, <laughs> <Green-a-ma>. <laughs> you're going to have to sleep on the sofa. So I was sleeping on this sofa, and she was, like, getting me to be a babysitter to her three kids. They're lovely kids, really sweet. I didn't mind that at all. But it was, just, it was just such a weird environment. I'm like, hang on, wait there. I'm sat here sleeping on a sofa from... I don't know. I'm sure she had a lovely sofa. And... uh you know, he's, he's like lounging in the three bed in Walsall. It, like having a great time, probably high as a kite eating all my food. And I just thought this can't keep going on. So I just said, look, can you move out? So we come up with all these different scenarios. Like, oh, I know I could go on benefits and pay you some rent. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you couldn't. You need to go. You need to go. And so I, I called his mum. She, she just wasn't interested. I, just, I think she was getting a bit nervous, sweating, thinking, oh my God, shit, she's got to send him back to me. So she was going, I think you're being very unfair on Jay. I think you need to give him more time. I'm like, he's had two weeks. He? <laughs> <laughs> he only owns like, apart from all the hoarded crap in the garage, which is rubbish, she probably only owns like a small box full of stuff. He doesn't need more time. So in the end, I called up his dad who's like a devoutly religious Christian, born-again Christian and I just said he's out of control. I think he needs his father figure back in his life to just give him a little bit of stability. So his dad come and got him, thank God, <laughs> took, it, took him away and I think it gave him the bit of stability in his life. From It's probably like from his point of view, he probably thought it was a bitch and it was an evil thing to do but I think it gave him back a little bit of stability
4: definitely agree. because he
1: then did actually get a job and then which he hadn't done in eight years and a place to live so yeah there's some, some some something called um tough love isn't there and if you're if you what i did i enabled him i allowed him to live that lifestyle by putting up with it so it was actually much kinder when i just said go
2: because you guys had lived on the benefits britain street at one point hadn't you? yeah
1: we did yeah. what was that story <laughs> yeah so he had this awful red postman pack van. And so there was always a problem with the battery. So it was quite embarrassing. We go to someone's house, like my sister, and she always had these nice cream carpets and a cream settee. And he'd go, Oh, I've just got to charge the battery. So we get this nasty, big, dirty battery out the back of the van, just plunk it on her side, like trapes oil everywhere and charge the battery. <laughs> so we couldn't go anywhere without this bloody battery coming and being charged. So, um, like it was a mixed blessing really because one day he, just wrote his wait well, he told me he wrote the fan off I don't know if because he he kept sort of taking it out without putting um insurance on it so I don't know if someone just sees the car again or if he genuinely did have a bit of a a shunt but all of a sudden this postman Pat fan was gone and I was kind of almost <laughs> like yes but also oh god that's a bit inconvenient now because we have to move house so it was a case of like okay what can we afford and afford a truck to and to be able to take the, the, this crappy Peugeot we had. So we just, we were reading out these little ads online and he said, what about this Winson Green one? I said, Winston Green, that sounds quite posh, doesn't it? Little did I know, I should have known by the price really, we just turned up in like this kind of real urban area, there was like a mattress all stained outside, like <laughs> next to the fence, there was like nappies in the road and like literally... <laughs> <laughs> We had no other options at the time. We were in such a pickle. We walked in. Like, like the house itself was quite nice, but this street was just so ghetto and just, like, dirty and just crap everywhere. We were like, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: we have the cereal story. Cereal bowl.
1: Oh, yeah. Instance. So, this is a, it's a little example of um, what my ex used to do. So, I couldn't just go to bed and... Sleep, because something would always happen. I'd always have to get up or sort him out or put a plaster on him or dab his wounds or something. And this, this one day, right, I, for some reason, I can't remember why we had this little bed down in the lounge area for a short time. It's weird, isn't it? I don't remember why wow. now. <laughs> um, so he got up out of bed, went to the kitchen, made this bowl of cereal. Walked to the bird and just proceeded to just like drop it on my head. So I've got the clunk of the bowl hitting me on the head, but all this milk dribbling down my hair, my face. I've got Cheerios like in my hair as well and on my eyelashes. Like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you even up at this time? What are you doing now? So he wasn't apologetic at because he, I don't know what he'd been on, but he was obviously off his trolley and um i said look if you want cereal just sit down i'll make it anyway you know how like you know even if someone's a bit drunk they can get like really persistent like they won't let you sit them down or do anything will they it was like that times ten no i'm fully capable of making cereal for myself no 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 no. anyway so eventually i relented let him go off and make this bowl of cereal he come back drops it all over the bed (laughs) so now that i've got cereal on me but it's all over the bloody quilt as well milk everywhere and then, like, this wasn't the last time. This happened, like, three times. So by this point, I was just going ballistic. So, and this, this was just like a standard sort of Tuesday morning in our house at the time. It was like, you, even if I went out, I'd be like, yeah, I'm getting out. I'm getting away from this, this mad house. But then you just didn't know what you're coming home to, you know? This is the
2: Benefits Britain house.
1: Yeah, this is the Benefits Can you explain Britain. Explain to house.
2: people what that means, Benefits yeah. Britain.
1: Yeah. So there was uh, a TV show on and it was about this street in in Birmingham where every single person was on benefits so obviously I was in this industry I wasn't on benefits but everyone else was and they, they I think they they had this whole poverty porn thing on at the time didn't they mm. so they use these poor people because some of them were in situations they had no idea how to get out of like I, I knew Whitey she just lived um next door to me and I, well, I Black remember her D. yeah she's yeah. a really really nice lady and a lot of these people, they didn't even, if they wanted an opportunity to get into work, they wouldn't know where to start, who to approach, you know, just people that have had no support or structure or guidance or anything in their lives. Yet the media kind of really demonized them and made them out all working class. Well, not even working class, benefits, scum there, you know, like they do. And it was it was a disgusting show. I and mean, I'll be honest, I cried when I watched it because I just thought, those people, they've never had a leg up, and they've never had any help, and they're just making them out to be pieces of shit, basically. So, I think White D did quite well for herself. She not uh, she? I don't... Big Brother.
4: Yeah, she did, didn't she?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, really, really sweet lady. And the thing is, there was a lot of crime in that area, but, like if you lived on that street, like I, had, I had a slave turn up one day. <laughs> <And>, uh,
4: <laughs> it wasn't until we got into this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they always pop in, don't they? Uh, like, and he uh, came up with this beautiful car he had. Like, how
2: first, cool. how did you end up getting a slave? You've <laughs> yeah. gone from Who living... you was
4: your first slave? You're, li- you're living with Jay. <laughs> yeah.
2: And on Benefits Britain Street. Yeah, and a slave yeah. just shows about the blue. How did the slave come about?
1: So... I, I was trying to, like, think of the quickest way to tell it because all my stories are so convoluted. Mm. Uh, I was working on the channels. We like long
2: stories. Just take <laughs> your you? time. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so I was working on the TV channels and my agent, they, they decided to start paying him directly, basically, instead of me to save tax. It was a tax, um, what do you call it, tax thingy. When you New say car, they,
2: you're saying that the sport, view, sport the viewers... Babes.
1: No, sport, sport Babes, the company who me. The company? Me. yeah.
2: Paid your agent directly, yeah, instead well, of you been, directly. Yeah,
1: they've been paying me okay. all of a sudden without my permission. They said, "Oh, something to do with because he's a limited company. we we'll are paying to him." Anyway, he never paid me. Right. So then I had this other company. Uh, I think it was what was it? With Babe World or Babe Watch or one of those. Anyway, I started working with them, and they were a few weeks late to pay me as well. And I thought, I can't. Like, I need to pay my rent. I can't do it like this. So, so around that time, Webcam had kind of become started to. Kind of like, quite a popular thing. So, I thought, well, I'm going to have a go at this. And then I, I kind of realized quite quickly hang on, I'm sat in my own lounge, wondering what the hell I want. I don't have to travel, I don't have to commute. I could just speak to these people via a webcam. If I don't like them, I can block them or kick them out the room if, if they're idiots. And, you know, you can earn more probably in two hours than I would in a whole evening. So, I started doing that. So, over time, you kind of start. You get to know your regulars and you they come back at the same time and they go, oh, yeah, we played last week, didn't we? So this week, what I thought we could do, or you might tell them to do something as well. So I started growing as a mistress online first, really, before I did real time. And then I had Jay, who he was just like a so kinky and deviant, you, you could just ask him to do anything. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> me, me, me. So are
2: you saying you're growing as a webcam mistress? Yeah. This yeah. is all just online, not meeting people.
1: Yes, yeah, so it was just, just online to start. And Jay gotcha. got
2: involved. Gotcha.
1: And he, he would get involved, so I'd do stuff to him sometimes. So was, <laughs> we'd like, so like to see like... spank someone. So you'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. So, <laughs> so you'd spank Jay? I'd spank him, bent <laughs> over spank him. So it spank kind of Just was, with your
2: hand or with instruments?
1: Well, yeah, to start with it was a hand, then I think a hairbrush. Um, <laughs> An old slipper. <laughs> yeah, that's quite cute. Do you
3: know these little
1: sea shoes? The little sea shoes. Sea, sea shoes? shoes. Yeah, they're like little rubber sole oh, shoes. Oh, yeah, that you wear with, yeah, uh, in the sea. Brilliant yeah. for spanking. What Where are shoes? Yeah, like, like, like pumps. Little yeah, rubber pumps you wear in the sea
4: or in yeah. the, the okay. swimming pool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you do not like stand on the rocks.
2: Brilliant. you got any of those, James?
4: Sea shoes. shoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, what was your favourite instrument, Bar Sea Shoes? Um, what to hit? The pommel his. Backside. Room. Backside room. <laughs> oh, well, we um
1: we went down to being actually. <laughs> 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 like, yeah oh, not
3: proper like you. your
2: idea I his
1: yeah my idea <laughs> uh, reason being and this is a great tip to when out there wanting to um get into it or even just have some fun at home um <laughs> this stuff is really really expensive and at the time I was on a really tight budget so I thought we'd just pop down to b look at the home supplies and as you do on a Hard Sunday work. afternoon <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. so I think I found some like garden bamboo canes out oh, there I do for a cane we we'll start with some of those I bought some length of chains some rope some of those little clips as well and we just found like pretty much everything in there so uh you know, any household store, you can find loads of stuff. You know, like those brushes that you use for your back? Those are quite good as well. For what? You know, for like exfoliating your skin well, yeah, and stuff.
4: For and, using for what?
1: Well, just for kind of like scraping <laughs>
3: a little bit
1: <laughs> in the back for spanking. So I just had all this weird household stuff that I'd use in the beginning. And then when I started to see slaves, it was, it was because I got to know them really well and I felt comfortable enough to meet them in the flesh and and then they started buying me bits of equipment then so I had oh, started to build up the serious kit which was good. Yeah. You yes. Do you have
4: quite a big yeah, kit? Yeah. do you have quite a big kit? Yeah I do yeah, most
1: of it's my mum's garage. <laughs> <laughs> so your mum knows and she's she, yeah she does she's actually yeah. Fine. yeah I think she was a bit shocked last week though I showed her this um I've got this new CBT ball press and um
4: well CBT <laughs> ball press. I've done my research, Cock ball torture. <laughs> that's,
1: it, yeah. that's it, yeah, that's it. I was
4: thinking of Cognitive Behavioral <laughs> Therapy. <parents, isn't you?
1: laughs>
4: <laughs> so what is George. it, cockball torture? Cock and ball torture. <laughs> cock, and ball torture. <laughs> cock, and,
2: cock and ball torture, that's a genre, is it? It's, oh, genre. it's huge, yeah. It's yeah, huge. It's, huge.
1: <laughs> it's really popular. So, a
2: CBT ball press. <laughs> yeah. So, that's something that crushes balls. It does,
1: like yeah. A... You, you, so, you pop you pop, the... <laughs> you pop, <them. laughs> you pop it all through. <laughs> Through what? Close it's it's kind of like this um perspex thing. It's like you've got two two squares and then there's a screw that goes through it and you can tighten it up once it's in. <gasps> so it, it so it's, like, it's a, like
4: a what's it called? a, a vice. vice.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, 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 exactly so that. So you just pop yeah. Like your table. A
3: clear but you can see you can through do, it. Yeah. A see through vice. Yes, yeah,
1: so you can see through it. And then it's got a little button on the front. If you press the button, it starts sending an electric current through the balls. Then, <laughs> so you can have some, you know, <clears throat> real fun with it. Because one minute they're like, "Yeah, it's fine," and the next minute they go, "I'm oh, sorry,
3: mistress. I'm sorry."
1: How
2: <laughs> tight are the Jen's
1: gone? <laughs> <How's>... How
2: tight <laughs> does the vice go you
1: around go... the balls? Yeah, it goes pretty. T- it's like pancake is the word I'd use, probably. Cake. Pancake! Yeah. Come on! How flat? Say like that. Probably about that flat, yeah. You
2: pancake yeah. someone's balls? Yeah. yeah. Yes. But sometimes they... <laughs> <doesn't>... <laughs> and they're
1: like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they love it. Yeah. It's they like they love it. Sometimes the balls <laughs> like causing
2: Because balls... I mean, if you're like... Yeah. If someone hits you in the balls, it's like you've been stabbed in the belly. <laughs> you just double over. Is that
1: where the pain comes from? A
2: burning sensation rises and you just feel like...
1: Does it make you feel sick? Yeah, you double over and you
2: feel sick. That sounds horrible. It it just rises and you're like, it lasts for
1: ages. That's it.
2: So what's up with these people? Are they wired differently? I think so. They like
4: that?
1: Yeah. They do? I think they just read the pain as pleasure.
4: Is it a lot of people in power?
1: Often, yeah. There's, I be think fine. people like CEOs will be attracted to it, but they're not as much these days. It used to be all people in power, and now there's such a, I think, since Fifty Shades as well, mm. that's had a massive impact. And people are brainwashed so easily. You know, they say it's conspiracy, don't they? But it's you know a lot about this, don't you? It's not conspiracy. People get brainwashed by what they see on the television. Oh, of
4: course. Form's yes, getting worse, yes, nice, yes, isn't we? it? So.
1: Yeah.
2: So someone who's getting his balls pancaked, Are they just enjoying the pain or is there a sexual arousal component?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I I think the pain is sexual. The fact that it hurts is getting them off for whatever reason.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. What would you wear during these appointments?
1: Well, I, I'm quite into my PVC and corsets because I, I don't kind of like being, you know, collars up here and too stiff and formal because I like to move around a lot. But I like to be a little bit disciplinarian. So I kind of wear like a steel bone corset with PVC and like sometimes a little kind of meshy top underneath and a little PVC skirt. Of course, it's got me stocking, suspenders and heels or boots, really. How? So, how did you. I love it.
2: <laughs> we're, on, we're, on the, we're on the story of your first slave showing up out of the blue. Yeah. How did that first slave come about then? What was the story of that person?
1: I think we'd played online a little bit. I can't really remember now. But the thing that I do remember, you worked, or you worked for one of these government ones where they're not supposed to tell you what they do. Oh. I don't know if that was true MI or five. if it was <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, The thing is that when he first turned up, I got my days wrong, because it was just after Christmas, and this was when I was living down in Surrey. So I was probably still in my 20s, fairly, like, irresponsible and stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'd just been partying a little bit and drinking. And then I thought, well, I've got my book in tomorrow, so it's fine. I'll have a good rest tonight. So when this guy turns up at the door, I'm in my dressing gown, looking like crap with my hair all over the place. And And I'm like, hello? As if, like, you know, it's the postman or something to the door, and he's like... Hello, Mistress Cass. And I'm like, who's this dude? Who's <laughs> spitting anyone today? I just I must have looked blank because he said, "I'm I'm your sub so and so from you know the the website." And I'm like, are "You are meant to be here on the 28th, aren't you?" Went, "Yeah, it's the 28th, Mistress." So I'm like, "Oh shit, what's So I just like. I flipped into role then and let's just roll with this. Went, and you just
4: slid yes. right into well, it. Well, you've, yeah. just,
1: you've taken me by surprise a little bit. Why don't you go and wait down in the road in, in the cafe while I get ready? And so I thought this guy's just going to tell me to like F off because, you know, he just turned up. I'm in a stay. I don't look my best. <laughs> and uh,
4: <laughs> so you can just instantly switch into your role.
1: I think under pressure, especially. Yeah. And I was under pressure in that moment and it just come to me to do that. Uh, you
4: such a nice, sweet person, and then I look at you now...
3: <laughs> <laughs> and you're I'm a bitch!
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> <that> amazing!
1: Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I just flipped into the role, and he just turned around, and he was like, oh, sorry, mistress, of course, yes, take take however long you need, and just call me when you're ready. So, he went off to the cafe, and I'm like, oh, thank God I got away with that one, because he could have so easily gone the other way, and him going, well, you know, this isn't professional, I was expecting you to be ready, I'm in a hurry. But no, he was the sweetest guy, he was so lovely, and I think it helped that we'd sort of been on cam a little bit as and well. And what did he want? So, he had... I feel really bad telling you. Like <laughs> <laughs> He had a really, really tiny little penis.
4: <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> he, he,
1: he, what I really admire, though, he'd made his really tiny little penis into a fetish. So he liked to be humiliated. He liked to say, "Well, oh, you've got the, the most disgusting, useless little, little tiny dick, oh stuff God. like that. And so uh, he liked being hit on the willy as well and on the arse with canes. <laughs> canes? Caned on the willy in the, the arse and just humiliated really.
2: What level of pain do you use on a caning like that? Do you like just yeah, find see, a limit with someone? Or...
1: Yeah I mean it depends on the person but I mean if it's someone new to me I always hold back and the problem <laughs> I have I actually have slaves going but you don't really cane that hard and I say like, oh really? Okay let's try this again <laughs> shall we? Yeah.
4: Is it a stress relief? Yeah,
1: I would say there's definitely an element of that, but I'm always holding back because I think, um, like when you've got that, when you're in that role where you're meant to be the, like domination is basically about consent, isn't it? It's about yes. one person is consenting to hand that power over to you. So it would be a, a massive abuse of power to just do what you wanted and take it too far. So in the. the do you have back, a safe word? Sorry. Yeah. there's always a safe word. Yeah. Well, a safe word. Yeah. It depends. A lot of people use red. Sometimes you'll go, what, what do you want the safe word to be? Someone will go, oh, a haddock. Okay, fine. <laughs> <apply. laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Wow.
2: So what did you do? Did you dress him up? I'm like, imagine this is a long session. Yeah. Do you build up decaying his penis? Is he wearing something silly or what?
4: Silly, what, yeah. like a clown costume? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Have you had
1: that? Well, yeah, some of them, not the clowns, no. no some huh? of them do like getting into costumes, like mm. little panties, stockings, suspenders. Some of them like the whole, some like the sexy stuff. And some <laughs> of them like, just like the stuff that makes them feel stupid, like big pink frilly dresses, big bloomers down to the knees. Um But I don't think we even did any of that. It was just, I think I had him crawling around the floor, like, oinking like a pig, being different, barred... Um, barnyard animals to entertain me and just just crawling around and doing various different things so yeah I don't think uh, but the thing I remember he kept saying to me you want me to call him fatty and I fatty? struggled with that was yeah, he, quite a just, big guy? he was massive oh. yeah but I just I can't call him fatty that's that's just too yeah. mean isn't it so I'm sure like some other girls would have loved that and but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so he was my first client he's really sweet
2: and what what kind of money does he pay for a session like that?
1: Do you know? I can't remember what I was charging back then, but yeah, probably around one hundred and fifty. I right. think it might have even been slightly less because I was new.
2: Taking a break from the S and M, then. Yeah. You had one of the most beautiful moments in your life when your cat <laughs> gave birth. Yes.
3: I
1: did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had two cats give birth on me, and the first litter. Only two survived because she died and we had to hand rear them. So we're feeding them every. So I've got my little tab stick now and she's, she's 14 and she sleeps on my head at night. She wraps her little claws in my hair. She's such a baby. Um, it, my other cat was called Seven. I named her after S- Star Trek. The, you know, the, what was her name? Seven. She was, um, and like an android. Did no. you ever see it? No. So, um, we just got this, this cat and before we had a chance to kind of get her, spayed or anything we realized she was pregnant so she um she was getting close fact i think that's why i think that might have been why the bed was in the lounge maybe because i was worried i wanted to keep an eye on her and she, just one night she was acting all strange so i i got this cardboard box out put loads of blankets in it to give her a little because they want a nest don't they give her a little nest in place so she just takes one look at the box and goes nah no, not happening. She jumps into my bed and then she just starts giving birth on my bed, oh, like, God. next to me. So, it's just like, wow. So, I'm, like, partly horrified, partly like, this is amazing.
3: <laughs> and all
1: these, like, little baby kittens. Are... I don't know, have you ever seen baby kittens? No. It's the weirdest thing. They come out in this, like, little kind of... Sack, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. a little sack. So they're all slimy and slippery. And as as fast as they're coming out and she's licking all the stuff away to so they can breathe and get out another one's coming out and there must have been like eight of them so this one kitten she's trying to just like get rid of and at one point like she just abandons him so I thought I know I can't touch him because it'll get my scent on him and then she she won't want him so I went and got cotton buds and just pulled the sack away from his face and I just saw him take his little first breath and go "Ah!" like that (laughs) bless him peeled it all away but then because he was the runt of the litter she tried to pick him up and take him outside and I'm like, nah, not having it, mm-hmm. no. So I locked the cat flap and then I just picked him up with a, like a glove again, so I'm not touching. And I rubbed him on all of the kittens and then on her and then I eventually, thank God, she accepted him. Whoa. Whoa. So clever. It, it totally worked. But yeah. I was just like, God, I hope this works, this poor little thing. He was just, he was like this big, he just looked like a mouse. Were mm-hmm. you there on your so own? So cute. When well, seven. my boyfriend was there, but... Yeah, it was on my own. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you managed to get arrested.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't laugh when you said
3: that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was very silly. Very silly. Um, yeah, so I went to a wedding and I've been up, I think I've been up like two nights following Jay round, trying to look after No excuse for getting arrested. I'm not trying to do that at all. I was very tired, drank too much, and. Um, but I think it was a case of mistaken identity, which is what kicked it all off, because me and my friends were dancing, and this um, this big bouncer comes up to me and says, you've got to leave. And uh, I'm like, why? Because you're taking your top off. And I thought he was joking to start with. What do you mean I take taking my top off? I'm like, I was wearing a dress anyway, so that's impossible for one. No, no, you've got to leave. So anyway, we left the club. And we're like, oh, well, we'll just go back, you know, to her house for a drink. Anyway, I started having a bit of hassle at the cloakroom and um they wouldn't give me my bag back for some reason. I said, Look, well, the thing is I'm 150 miles from home, I need my bag, I need this, that, you know, I need my, it's got my phone, my money, I can't get home, so I need it. Anyway, so I went outside. This then went on with the main doorman. So just to put things into context, the first lad that brought me downstairs was a black fella, and then the guy outside was a white fella, And this one was really kind of snooty with me, this white guy. He was just like, just not very nice at all. So I tried to explain my situation. He was going, well, you're just going to have to come back Monday. So it, things started to get a little bit heated. Then at one point I was, I held onto the rope for a minute and I just like fell over backwards, took the rope with me because I was quite drunk. And I'm like, oops, sorry. And that was it then. Their tone changed because they could see I was quite drunk they were like you are scum blah 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 and in the end I managed to get my bag back and I cannot remember for the life of me what he said but I think it was along the lines of "F off you in whore so I just like the red mist came down <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what did you say
1: so I just I just, I just slapped him and walked off Right, so we're, like, halfway up the road, and then suddenly I, like, get dragged back by the hair, smack into the ground, so I, I'm like, I don't know if there's, like, two blokes have grabbed me, I start fighting back, they're pulling me up, going, get up, get up, i going, you're hurting me, get off me, get off me, and there had been loads of people, like, laughing outside the club, so I thought, you know, maybe two revelers of seeing thing happen, and they're just trying to have a bit of, you know, so, anyway, like, did that bit one of them, I was like, ugh, it's disgusting, um, and then in the end, I realized these guys were bloody bouncers. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh. So anyway, they called the police. The police turned up, put me in handcuffs behind my back. I was in the car Um got to the station. And I just realized at one point I'm sat in this police station. I've got this like little black dress on. And then, like, I'm feeling a bit vulnerable. I've got my handcuffs on hands behind my back. There's this really leery guy, and he just wants to have a fight with everything. He's like, you know, I think there's, like, um, some lockers in the corner. He's having a go at them, like, wanting to scrap those as well. <laughs> you know, and, and anything. And so, like, I think the police woman sort of plopped that and moved me away. So they just, they kind of put me in cells for the night. It it's, like, the weirdest, weirdest Thing, cause you ask for water and they, they ask you to stand back, don't they? As if you're going to mm-hmm. throw acid in their face or something. Or well, I don't know what they think, but it's, it's so bizarre. I don't know how you manage to do like... You know, how many, how long was it? Six years. Six, six yeah. years. I was in there one night, and right? the next day, <laughs> <laughs> I came out, I felt like, you know those hostage films where they're like- So you were in your, like, like, last one... night's
4: clothing. Yeah,
1: that's it, and you see the light and you're like this, blinking, I, I felt <laughs> like that. God knows how you did six years. Oh,
4: you just adapt, you get yeah. used to it. Good old walk of shame. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: So were there any charges brought against that?
1: There was, yeah, I got um, a charge for the slap. Because um, they kept saying it was a punch basically and um they tried to add on racist charges afterwards as well which i No, that's why i went crown i went i'm not having that that's not fair i, I confess to what i did but please don't add charges so that's why i went to crown court um apparently um because i did break the rope is criminal damage so i got charged with that as well um the the other charge of abh was dropped to well, a hung jury anyway so yeah there was there was a few but when when i was in court Basically, the judge was just like just shaking his head like this, and then he said, to me, "Miss B, can you could you just come and stand up here a minute, please? I want to I just want to check that you can see it. What do you call it? The thing, the bo- little box you stand at? Do you remember? I can't remember the, the name." In the courtroom. Of it. Yeah. Um, the desky thing, isn't it? What is that called? Yeah, what's James? it called? Where
2: well, you stand in the courtroom?
1: An
4: altar. There's a word it's for it, isn't like that? Yeah. The, the duck.
2: duck.
1: The duck,
2: Dirt. that's it, yeah.
3: Really
2: we yeah. <laughs> don't, don't use that in America. There's something else in America.
3: Yeah. I should have known that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank All you. your
3: arrests.
1: Yeah, so uh, he said to me, "Um, can you come and stand at the docks? I just want to make sure you can see over it. How tall are you again? (laughs) I said four foot ten. He was like, right. (laughs) So I just got the whole feeling. He was like, you know, that they'd taken it a bit too far because they'd sort of pushed for it. They couldn't back down then
3: that's
2: what i was thinking so, it was frivolous yeah waste of money waste of resources It is,
1: isn't it yeah Go yeah and it could grab
2: have... a rapist instead of messing around totally. with you yeah, yeah and
1: i did a really really stupid thing i'm not disputing that i shouldn't have done it I who doesn't when sucked. they're drunk
2: damage something or yeah, was, piss was, in public or, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: but it was a lot of, of a waste of public resources yeah, i think yeah. so
4: Definitely. while you were going through all this what was your life like
1: um, it, yeah, it was, it was pretty nasty. It was quite traumatic, really, because, um, my, my dad had had an incident where he'd sort of actually died for 13 minutes at my mum's. Yeah. He, so we we're at the 60th birthday party. He was up on the stage doing, um, I think it was the night, have a thousand eyes by Billy Fury. So one minute he was a bit of an extrovert. So one minute he's up there on the stage doing all that. And I'm like, Hey, go dad. And then he's like comes to, I think it was the excitement made his heart just stop. Wow. So And then Jeez. we were waiting like 13 minutes for the ambulance people to arrive and they come with the old defib and like yeah. that. So my neighbour went, don't look, and she put her hand over my face. So this was all, I was going up and down because I was in Birmingham, travelling down to Swindon to see my dad, then going down to Kingston to to the court because they call you back for so many different things, don't they? Just back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. I just wanted it over and done with, to be honest. So, yeah, it wasn't the best time. I really learnt my lesson not to not to slap bouncers, basically, or break ropes, <laughs> <laughs> even if accidentally.
2: And you ended up on antidepressants around I, this time.
1: Yeah, I did. Well, we'd sort of been taking them anyway, like, for a while, but it, it got worse. So mm. I went back and said, what else can you do? Can you change these? Can I have some therapy or something? And I just think that I just don't, I mean, they they never really work for me, antidepressants. I think it's all something that's in the mind. And well, maybe they work for other people. I don't know. But for me, I had to change myself and what was inside of me rather than just relying on antidepressants and things.
2: A lot of people just use them to mask root causes. Totally. If you address the root causes, then hopefully you won't need them. I think there's just a massive overprescription because there's so much money being made.
1: Definitely. Big pharma are cashing in, aren't they? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's just resolving those those traumas. And and rather than doing the whole blame game of like, oh, well, this happened to me when I, you know, you think, okay, well, that did happen then. And I was treated like that then. But at some point, I've got to take responsibility Mm. and stop being a victim and go, well, okay, that affected me that way then. But now it's up to me to change who I am and get on with my life. So I think that was kind of like, back then I was just trying to do what you said and mask the problem with anti-depressants I was too immature to, to realise that there were other options.
2: Yeah, we've all done it. A word from our sponsor, Manscaped. This holiday season I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performage Package 4.0? from the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Not to mention it includes the lawnmower Mower 4.0 Trimmer. To tame my bush and score brownie points with the in-laws, gift yourself Manscaped, or the man in your life who needs it. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With 20% off, Plus free shipping with the code SHAUN20 at manscaped.com. For years I've been using other shavers on my man parts, and those little beard trimmers tend to nick my skin and cause bleeding. Manscaped has remedied all of that. For the gifters out there, Manscaped to seal the deal with two free gifts. From in the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped boxes and the Shed travel bag. Gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to become the family favourite. Manscaped has been busy and just launched a refined body wash and 2-in-1 shampoo plush conditioner. Both feature the Manscaped Signature scent and will help unlock your confidence this year. Your boys and body will be oh so fresh and so clean when you start off your self-care routine with the ultimate body wash, shampoo, and conditioner. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Shaun20. S H A U N, twenty at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Shaun20. At Manscaped.com, be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped: your balls will thank you. Yeah. So you suffered a break-in.
1: We did, yeah, yeah. So Jade gone out for the day. We had fl- three. This is in James Tennis Street. We had three. Stories. So I was on the top floor doing a webcam show with a slave. So, God, God knows. Like... When you
2: say doing a webcam show with a slave, yeah. slave on the other end or slave in the
1: room? Oh, so, yeah, he was on the other end.
4: Okay. Yeah. How do you do that?
1: So, um.
4: Because you can't whip yeah. them through the computer.
1: No, but you can make them do things to themselves ah, and humiliated ah, really himself.
4: Paging Pancake your balls!
2: So
1: really, I think he was, <laughs> he was hitting himself <laughs> on the no. window. Yeah.
3: Rhubarb!
1: yeah, I think he was writing, I got, got him to get like a marker pen as well. He was writing twat. Slut, pull, yeah twat, <laughs> things like that across his body and putting his wife's lipstick on while she was out, like. <laughs>
2: Brilliant. What is what about his wife's clothes? Wow. Are you making him wear his wife's?
1: Sometimes they do, yeah. Sometimes They're like, I've they oh, they just stuck into her knicker drawer. <laughs> Which one shall I wear? And I'm like, this is so bad.
2: And then they just put them back at the end of the session. That's
4: the thing, yeah. Like, there was, there was one guy, and he. Not to be crude, but was there. Did he ejaculate on it? This
1: is it, yeah. He had his little oh! happy ending. And then he just put them back and they're like, you do get at some point she's going to go to the knicker and Amina, be like,
4: why is your cum on my pants?
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is this, you know? It's Barney. So you've probably got busted nice for fella. that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So you're, on, you're doing a webcam with a slave
1: yeah, and they're yeah.
2: breaking a card.
1: Yep. So I'm dressed in, I can't remember what I'm dressed in, but it's going to be something ridiculous. It's going to be like <laughs> PVC or fishnet or whatever. So I just quickly threw some clothes on and I'm like, I'm sure I'm imagining this. I'm sure, you know, there's no one down there. It's just my imagination. So I've been a bit stressed and stuff. And I had, I had about, how many cats did I have? I had about six cats at the time, right? I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned Joe was a massive hoarder.
4: You- did I mention that? So before, yeah, he, yeah. he would
1: like get things back out the bins. You chuck some stockings away or a broken radio and it comes straight back out he'd hauled it and anyway, so he said all this shit in his study on the second floor below me so this guy came in for the window and i heard the rustling as he was falling all over this this piles of like cutlery and plates and just rubbish that jade left there so that's the first thing i heard Well, it's just the cats and i heard the cats just bolt downstairs in different directions i'm like yeah something's not quite right here so i just thought i'm well, probably being paranoid i just grabbed something just in case. So I looked around my room, whips, no, pens, <laughs> no. Oh, I know, I had this big, like, pair of gold platform shoes with a heel on it like this and about this thick. So I just picked that up and I just crept slowly to the top of the stairs and there's this, like, guy in a grey hoodie just, like, staring back at me like this, like, <gasps> like that. And I'm like, we both just froze for a moment and just stared at each other, like... <laughs> Like in shock, and then I'm like, "Get
3: out of my house!" <laughs>
1: and it was again, it was one of those situations mm. that could have gone like either way, and, and luckily, like, luckily, turned around and legged like, <laughs> in,
4: chased him. Oh, chased I, him with I'll a gold, gold stiletto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh. Brilliant.
2: Brilliant.
4: <laughs> so yeah, definitely
2: and put that one in the trailer. Ran. Yeah, I <laughs> no, no,
4: no.
3: definitely. So yeah,
1: he ran out the house, and then I thought, "What?" Well, I've gone this far now, let's carry on. All <laughs> right. And not come back again.
3: <laughs>
1: like looking round so I'm hard now. Y <laughs> D was sat there as well.
2: So had he got like he just entered the door or he broke in or?
1: No, it was um he'd come up in the back way hmm. and there was a study. So you you go into the house like from the back door. So you'd come in through the kitchen into like this sort of there was two lounges broken into two. There was, like, a lounge here, mm. up the stairs, and there was um, a front room and a study. So we had to come in... Yeah, no, hang on. He didn't come in through the back, did he? we would come in through the study window, I think, because it was left open. So he must have somehow climbed up the draining pipe onto the thingy and through the window, oh, no. fell over all this, like, Jesus week's shit. worth <laughs> favour, ironically, in the
4: end. And, yeah,
1: just... Wished he'd never broken in, probably.
4: You didn't know him then? I don't
1: think so, no. no I couldn't he wasn't really a client or. Say. Not to my knowledge, no. No, I'm good. no, he actually looked like one of the neighbours, but I'm sure it <laughs> couldn't have been because they, they just weren't like that.
4: No.
2: So Jay just got crazy doing crocodile death rows in the bath.
3: Yeah. <laughs> falling yeah. asleep
2: with his face <laughs> in his dinner. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> he spashed out, knocked his head into the bee day.
1: Yeah 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 we had his mum there for a week she said she was going to come and help me sort him out because I said he's off the rails and then I thought oh thank god finally getting some help with this because he's taking too many drugs and stuff so and then I've made us dinner his mum sat there and all of a sudden he's he's just like this like mashed potato in his face and then his mum goes oh dear I do think he's rather a little bit tired isn't he and I'm like is she seeing what I'm seeing? Is she <laughs> living in the land of delusion or? What was
4: his upbringing like?
1: Um, I don't really know. I, I know his dad, like, left his mum for the their secondary school teacher. Uh, it was quite a religious upbringing. I don't think his dad was solidly in his life after he was 12. Um, his mum suffered really bad depression so and she was always having kind of breakdowns and stuff as well so I don't think he had the easiest Mm. of upbringings I think he had quite like probably financially not too bad but probably a little bit unstable so what
2: about the night he was running around in the back garden with (laughs) your belongings
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
2: (laughs) What, what items did he have
1: He'd Just hauled everything. I, like, I'd like, i go for something, it'd be gone, and I'd be in the garage, or he'd be wearing it. Can I read yeah. this? Go <laughs> on, go on.
4: Then he would be running around the back garden, high as a kite, with the lead to a butt pug trailing <laughs> behind him.
1: It's quite funny in hindsight if you imagine this guy, and he wasn't that slim by this point, Eve. That's why I won't put that there. He wasn't that slim by this point. He had to, like a bit of belly on him and stuff. So he had like these. Am I allowed to move? To yeah. Oh yeah, on? totally. Yeah, these fishnet tights that he'd managed to get on somehow, but he didn't just like pull them up to that. He pulled them right up to here, <laughs> like <laughs> all the way up. You know, like like with the old-fashioned and underpants. Simon cow. <laughs> and then nothing on underneath. So that is not really an attractive sight, isn't it? You don't want to see through fishnets. It's all dangling and swinging away in the breeze, and then there's just this lead. Coming down, and a little remote control pack with a little button where you can make it go faster (laughs) or slower.
4: What, the vibrations?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this, this isn't even a weekend.
4: No, just evening. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and by this point, I'm so desensitized. I just opened the door. Trace at it again. Just close the door. <laughs>
4: leave him do it. Just,
1: just leave him do it. I've just washed my hands of the whole like, ordeal oh. by this point.
2: He was spiking <laughs> your food and drinks.
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, I didn't really realize. I always thought he was helping me because he'd go, will oh, have a paracetamol. We'll have this. Oh, you look a bit, you're not yourself today. You've been really snappy. You're being really irritable with me. Have this. Have an extra antidepressant um so and then we went round to uh my friend Vicky's like apparently he was putting stuff in my food and she was like you can't do that that's that's you know you're spiking her and he's like no 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 it's fine it keeps her calm it keeps her happy so yeah but I think in his head he was so deluded he thought he was doing something that was good for me I don't think he it was even Machiavellian he was just so screwed up in the brain that's how he saw it and, justified it to himself so so and that's what again what probably why it was so harder for me to see clearly what was going on because often I'd had whatever without even knowing it like extra antidepressants and things um yeah so
2: just when you think things are getting really weird viewer this is where a character called Latex Trooper (laughs) enters the story. I read
4: this this morning, and honestly, my mind was like, (laughs) right. Latex Trooper.
1: Latex was awesome, he's he's (laughs) (laughs) such a fun guy.
2: (laughs) What was, how did you meet Latex? What was his story?
1: Um, So in the beginning, he used to book me to just like beat him up really badly. He had a massive, massive fetish for loads of pain. Then he got into. When you
2: say beat him up badly, could you yeah. describe the actual act? You mean like punch him in the face? No.
1: no, no, no. <laughs> him in the balls? No, no, no. So it would be. It started off with a bit like spanking. Yeah. But I think that was probably the first session was probably quite mild. And then they get a bit addicted sometimes and mm. they're like, oh, what can I try next? So. <laughs> 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 so the next time oh it was God. kind of like he went, I've been looking on love honey at all these different things. So we ordered this big box of things and the point of the session was just work our way through them. I think he bought some spanking paddles, some whips, some canes. So we and I was like in the beginning, I was quite, you know, quite gentle. And I think this guy can't take this. I mean, this guy can take a lot. This guy loves pain. So it got to the point where we were like almost every week I was seeing him. Sometimes I'd do an overnight, so I'd do the, the caning, strap on on him. Um, you keep him
2: tied up all night.
1: No, I didn't. No, I made him sleep downstairs, and I had his bed
4: <laughs> <laughs> on the floor.
1: <laughs> yeah, on the sofa. well, let him sleep on the sofa. Oh, that's kind of...
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: I, mean, I know was yeah. quite sweet of me to let him yeah. actually have a sofa instead of a floor. So, <laughs>
4: yeah, <so> I... <laughs> How did he get I the name Latex Tufa um, then?
1: So he wanted to have a... What like,
4: <laughs> <laughs> a name!
3: Latex
1: <laughs> He to have, like a, a pseudo-name. Right, and we would have been watching like a lot of Star Wars and Star Trek and stuff. So I said, (laughs)
3: Stormtrooper's
1: really good. What about something along the lines of Storm or Trooper, but with maybe a bit double barreledy? And then we just come up with, put latex in front of Trooper.
0: (laughs)
1: yeah he was he was awesome
2: so he moved in did he
1: he did, so after a well, while... With you and Jay? Yeah. Oh, my God! What were they
2: like together?
1: To start with, it was brilliant. Yeah? Because, like... Yeah, buddies. Yeah, like, he was really geeky and a massive film buff, so, and into computers and stuff. So I would, I would like, play computer games with him, watch movies. Like, Jay was happy to be left to his own devices, so it was great for him, because I wasn't going, yeah, what are do you doing <laughs> now? Stop doing that. <laughs> Get that butt leg
3: b- b- out. <laughs> Take my shit, off! (laughs)
1: yeah so it's good for him because he got to be cut a little bit of slag i had a bit of like normal company (laughs) normal (laughs) kind of normal uh yeah so it's it started off really really well and then like i'd use him for filming and stuff as well um but then towards the end they kind of started falling out when you say using for filming
2: so earlier you said how Jay would come in and spank him if it was requested by somebody.
1: Yeah. So this latex yeah.
2: trooper come in and participate in things well, on yeah. webcam. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was like massively submissive, so he'd always like want to be a slave. And, how old was he? Uh, younger than me, so, oh got How old was he? In his twenties at the time. Late 20s, he so was about 28, something like that. Did you
2: have to pull J and Latex Trooper in at the same time to do anything?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yes. Yeah, yes, you are. Charles is going to like
2: that one. What was that then?
1: Um, so... <laughs> So basically I said to Jay, "Do you know, I just, I just don't think you're pulling your weight here, it's about time you had to, you know a little bit of hanky panky with him while I watch, isn't it? And uh he said, Oh, okay then. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. So um
2: <laughs> On camera.
4: Yeah, yeah. So the plan was to make Was that his first experience with another man? We said it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a
3: bit
1: of a natural, so a bit natural. So, <laughs> oh. what happened? So, well, I'm, I'm in a strap, I'm in like lingerie in a strap on, like with whip in the hand, being the mistress. Uh, latex troopers on the bed, and like <laughs> this is the. will just set the scene, like, right? That just little...
4: sets you off every time you hear his name. <laughs> <laughs> I actually laughed that out loud outrageous. when I read this this morning. <laughs> I, went, I was going through, flicking it through on my phone, and I was like, yeah. no, that can't be real.
3: It's well, real, yeah. Well.
2: <laughs> so you've got oh, the strap man. on, yeah, lacex is so, on the bed.
1: Yeah, um, so we've got this pink plastic sheet on the bed in case it's spillages. <laughs> so... <laughs> Jay's put on this this wind machine, right? Because he gets a bit hot and sweaty, right? The whole of the like pink sheet is just going up in the air. Latex trooper's just like having this wank marathon. Is he, is
2: he naked then? He's, He's
1: naked. naked. Is
2: Jay naked?
1: Jay's naked.
2: Not got unusual. Well, well,
1: well Jay Jay was upstairs to start with getting into his costume. So what was his costume? Yeah, to start with we're just. <laughs>
3: Sorry,
4: I'm coming. <laughs> composure. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. right. Oh. Right.
1: It, it sounds so mad when I say it back. It was, this is normal for me yeah, at the time. Yeah. It was like normal life, you know. So yeah, he's on the bed. Um, Jay's upstairs getting into his costume. <laughs> um, he's just like doing this. It. Like, it's quite normal to start. All oh, mistress spank me. All this kind of stuff. Like later on, he's like a bit glassy eyed, and yeah, you know, there's lots of alcohol on the go. Um I think I'm at the three glasses of wine point where I am don't really care, but I'm quite happy and like can still talk and stuff. So I think I'm giving the strap and then I'm getting an ice pop and making him like take the ice pop in his bottom whilst we're waiting for Jay. And uh, Oh, but what?
4: You go back, ice, uh, ice pop it in bottom. <laughs> his bum. <bomb.
1: His> <laughs> what, like, you stuff. take we... the wrapper off? Yeah, that's it. Right. So, so we... it melts? We didn't yeah. take the wrapper off, we just left him, <laughs>
4: the wrapper on. In his bum and it just melts in his bum. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Then the
4: next minute he's just like... Oh, an yeah, next he... he used to pop ice cubes up his bum for a party trick. It wasn't much of a party yeah. trick, but... yeah, It <laughs> just melts, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm.
3: Crazy,
1: but yeah, I think, uh, I think he was quite enjoying it because it was really hot in the room. And then the next minute, he's just like still knocking one out on the bed, but sucking on this ice, ice <laughs> off. life depends on it. He's going, <laughs> put his really serious face on, and I just think maybe it's the tension because we're like waiting to see what Jay's gonna do. So he comes in,
2: Jay's <laughs> not even. Entered the scene yet?
3: <laughs> I can't wait to hear
2: what Jay's dressed like.
3: <laughs> he's, a, he's gone
1: through one of my clothing boxes, and he's got on this this fishnet long sleeve top. <laughs>
3: these
1: mesh pants with like little chains on, and then he's got this black wig. <laughs> Bright red lipstick and a pair Ooh. of shades. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so can you imagine, like, like the love child of Ozzy Osbourne and Cher? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, oh, you must have been the weirdest. She kept breaking up. This is the weirdest. <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is the weirdest. <laughs>
2: I've seen a, a lot of weird shit, but this is not the weirdest shit.
4: <laughs> so, how did you keep a straight face during all this? Because we can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> Compose yourself. <laughs>
5: oh, <take some> water. <laughs> oh, fake
4: <really>? fake laughter. <laughs> Not fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, well, we got accused of <gasps> fake laughter on the tug of <gasps> war one you watched. Oh,
1: did you? Yeah.
4: That well, was a fake laughter.
1: I didn't I didn't think it was fake
4: Oh all. yeah, well,
1: what are people, are people like, they always find something to pick on. Trolls. They? Trolls.
4: Yeah. they are alive because of do. us. They,
2: they breathe the oxygen they breathe. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, go on. Right. <laughs> go on. So, <laughs> what happens next? Jay walks in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: just walk walking in, and the hair's like all out here. Like he's tried to make himself a bit rock chick or something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh it's Is that <laughs> <Does> that work? <laughs> <that you're>
1: not <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, so it wasn't even the outfit that was the weirdest thing. It was the accent. He's so like, he just adopted like this weird Quentin Crisp
3: type type accent. Oh, hello! <laughs> I mean, was, like... oh, oh, this is
4: beautiful. <laughs> Can let me again, please? <laughs> oh, hello! <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that was awesome. Did that free for six when he. Was he was just like. <sighs> What's this? <laughs> so, um, I thought I was going to have to sort of coax them into it. Like, have you seen an Amer- American Pie? Yes. At the end, you know. ooh you two kids, we will. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be like that kind of... No, no. I think he's starts like straight in there, jumped on the bed. Said, what am I sucking, man? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm like, well, it
1: looks like you're sucking your dick. It looks like his dick, doesn't it? <laughs> so, he was just straight in there. So that that goes on oh. for a little while, and I'm telling them what to sort of Did do. Did you feel to left out at this point? No, no, I'm like <laughs> a little bit wind up, and I'm thinking, oh, this is quite easy. <laughs> 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 so yeah, it was an easy night for me, really. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so at, and then at some point, the camera is just left running, and all this madness is going on. And then, like, no-one's in the screen apart from, like, say it again, late-to-stupa, <laughs> <laughs> who's just knocking one out, and it's, it's like he's got this stare, glassy-eyed you know, stare, doing this. <laughs> the sheet's coming up round him, and, and then you can hear, like, Jay in the background just pick up the phone and start ordering a Chinese meal. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What? I watched it back.
1: Honestly, I just couldn't believe this, that we'd filmed this <gasps> bit of footage. was the weirdest thing. Did you thing. put it online? It's online. Yeah. Did it get many hits? Or? Not as many as I thought. Actually, I thought it would have sold <laughs> a bit more. How, but,
2: how can yeah. we view this?
1: <laughs> Send you a coffee. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you weren't there filming this, were you, James?
4: <laughs> no. Oh, Oh, my God. That is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've gone completely off track. Without Without. latex. (laughs) That's a distraction. So because <laughs> oh, latex
2: gets kicked out of the house.
4: Yeah, bless it. What was Why? the final straw? Well, um, I,
1: I, I didn't what, James or latex. latex. Which, latex. who went first? Latex went first. Okay. I, I didn't kick him out. I didn't actually want him to go, even though we, we, we were falling out at the time a little bit.
2: You and latex. Yeah,
1: we were falling out, only because like, so he kept, <laughs> he started taking latex's stuff to hoard then. And it was being in the garage and like, he'd have his like his parents come around on a Sunday morning for a cup of tea and they'd just be like, these dildos and stuff <laughs> everywhere
4: <laughs> so so latex's but, parents didn't have a
1: clue no so it was yeah. a rush to kind of like try and make it as normal as possible and so those two just were always <laughs> falling out and then sometimes he'd come home from work and his bedroom door would slam and I joke it was like having a teenager isn't it but I think he was just he was just so like with every, the mad house, so it just like it got like one day, like I was in my room webcamming with a whip. Um Latex wasn't in his room with a gimp mask on because he he was bisexual. I don't know if you picked that up from the last oh, story. You know. He was bi, so he was camming with male clients as well, I think like with like dildos and stuff. And uh, and then Jay was downstairs, probably with a butt plug <laughs> running, <laughs> <laughs> running around, and he had this thing for like nuts and bolts and screws. So he'd get a box of those, and they'd be all over the floor. And be, why have you put those on the floor? Pick up the bolts. And, then that, and so I, I'd end up picking them up. I'd go out there and come back in. They'd be like everywhere again. So it was a cross between all those dildos and sex toys everywhere, and just just junk. <laughs> so those two would kind of like fall out. Over the like mess and things like that. So he just decided for his sanity, which was probably like the right decision for him, that he was going to get a little place on his own. Mm. So, and oh, I was God was sad to see him go to bed. We used to watch True Blood and play Rabin Ravids on the, um, what was it back then there? Which it was an Xbox or something? Nintendo 64? What, what one of those? Anyway, one of them. used to play games. So it was, it was quite sad waving goodbye to, yeah, and he's good at the as well. Come yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: with his
2: madness. That's something that, uh, with the Heavy D story, isn't it? Uh, the Tug Heavy D story.
3: Yeah.
2: What was it Heavy D's name? Heavy D. That? Heavy D, it, wasn't yeah, D, yeah. Wasn't it? was Heavy D, was not it? With a really bizarre character who. It was a very long story, but we were yeah. just laughing our asses <laughs> off. Oh, yeah.
4: That's something. It's Tug of War Part 3. It's Tug of War Part yeah. 3. Yeah. Yeah. I it. It was the
1: first one I saw, wasn't it? That <coughs> one? Uh that
4: That was Tuggleball Part 3 with me in.
2: That the was Part 2, watch. wasn't it? Seen that the first fine. one with you was Part 2. That's the only one that's out there right now.
3: Oh, okay.
2: Oh, part part 3 and 4 not out. Yeah.
1: I will keep my eyes peeled.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're going to have about 20 podcasts ready to come out soon. Wow. Well, you're going to be in about 10, that have, almost 10 that have Ready to come time. out? Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, we're just, we're getting off a of sidetrack here. All right, right. So, so latex trooper, <laughs> latex trooper moves out. Yeah. Do you keep anything going with latex trooper at his new location?
1: Yeah, yeah. I did oh, go rounds. So, like to start with, it was a little bit like I felt like he was going to fall out with me. And then on the last night, I'm like, "Oh, please don't be like this. Can we have a hug?" And and then he just started crying, like threw his arms around me and went, "I, I don't really hate you. You're my friend." And um, mm. so as we kept in touch, and I went. He was quite excited to show me his new pad and stuff, and it was lovely. Yeah, so I think he was just like really happy to have a little little corner of sanity in the world and get get you know things back on track. But yeah, we kind of carried it on, and actually we have calmed up till fairly recently. But I had to tell him, like, to knock it on the head for a while, because I Bye. think it was affecting his mental
4: health. <clears throat> right.
1: So, just some of the stuff he was asking to do was really extreme, and I, and then he'd get upset afterwards, I said, you need to give it a break. What for was a he while. asking for? Just things like, um, mild stuff to start with, but then he'd, like, write a list of 10 things, and he'd, he'd want to, like, be forced to throw up and eat it again, and it's just going a bit too far. If you've got mental health problems, it's just going to mm. exaberate them, and, you know, it's not healthy to get into that mindset where he's punished himself to get high and to get that mental release. But then he's feeling the guilt because some people can just do fetish and BDSM and not care and it's a release for them. And it, like one of my slaves, he says to me, it makes me a better person. I am a better, you know, a, a better this and a better that. And it mellows me out. And then other people, they, they just drop and the next day they are. <clears throat> excuse me, they're just, um, they hate themselves. It's that sense of shame is so enveloping and a, a, overwhelming they can't cope and people like that should not be doing extreme kink, I don't think.
4: Do you feel like because these guys are coming to you that you're saving somewhat marriages? So, because imagine them having to go to their wives or partners with those sort of requests would probably end up a lot, well, a lot of the cases in divorce. So,
1: um, I think saving marriages is a bit of a strong claim. Therapist. I would never like to, to claim <laughs> to be doing that. Um, I, I would say, yes, yeah, sometimes the wives do set, send their husbands to me. Okay. Um, I think that I'm going to be realistic and honest about this. I'm sure there are some married guys that probably come and get whipped that haven't told their wives as well. Um, a lot of them want someone to talk to as well. So they've got no one that they can speak to their fetish about. So they just want to kind of be listened to. And um they don't even necessarily always want to be advised. They just want to know that there's someone there that understands what they're going through. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't say saving marriages, but I would say that it does provide an outlet for certain people.
4: Have you ever had an sure. angry wife approach you? Uh Yeah, I did
1: once. Yeah, I Had had uh, not in person and just by text. I think she'd gone through the phone and um, discovered some text messages. The f- irony of it is a, a fellow hadn't even been to see me, he'd just been texting. I don't think I'd ever even like booked him in or anything. She was going, well, what do you do? Do you have sex with him? No. Do you do this? No. Well, what do you do? Let's explain what I did. Sure. Well, what would he have been coming for then? You sure hasn't been to see you. I don't believe you. What would he be coming for? Like, I don't know. He could have been coming from spanking, a pegging, <laughs> bondage. <laughs> who, knows? who knows? Who So it just—it just got a little bit silly in the end. Because I think most—you know—I think most people just realise, you know, it's not an issue between the provider. It's an issue between her and her husband, isn't it? That's who you need to sit down and really work it out. So I think I just said in the end that you need to talk to your husband about this. It's not. Helping, just running through this with me. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but otherwise, yeah. I think I think it's quite different, isn't it? If someone's got a kink, I think a lot of wives probably turn a blind eye as well. Like if they know, they'd
4: rather not do that.
1: Exactly. They yeah. don't want to do it themselves. So sometimes the husband is like, they said, "This is why we do this to me," and she's going, "Oh God, no! Go and see a dominatrix." <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, it's better than them having an affair, isn't it? I suppose. So exactly. I, yeah, they go and get their little kink, and there's like no emotional attachment or anything. It's just it's just purely a service. So so this guy that comes, he's married, happily married. He comes and gets like four hundred strokes for the cane, whilst wearing rubber panties. Then he goes home. Happy days.
4: Have you I ever had, had an it. emotional attachment with a client?
1: No, I've got I've got friendships with yeah. my clients i'd like i know a lot of people have to have that complete um separation don't they but i've actually got some subs that i would say if like they've been absolutely angels to me they've helped me through like some tough times and i would class them as friends so like one of my subs is called um sassy steph sorry sassy steph
2: (laughs) sassy steph
1: sassy steph yeah so he's a bit yeah
4: Sassy. Sassy.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, Sassy came to me as Dave. Um, <laughs> and was just so shy and I remember being like that. Like, I remember being so shy I literally would have to like wait for permission to speak before I'd like breathe a word and I could just see a bit of my old self in Steph. So the first time I was like, well, tell me a bit about yourself and what do you think you'd like to try today? And I think the first thing she said, well, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a bit of, um, trying a pair of knickers on and a bit of makeup. So I just put her in knickers, did her makeup. We just chatted for like an hour. She chatted about stuff while I did her makeup and she loved it. And then like from there, she just become like such a confident person. One day we just went on a little shopping trip and, um, we walked past Mac. You know the makeup shop? I love Mac. And there were people in there having makeovers. She went, Oh, I've always dreamed of going in there and having a makeover. I went, that's it. We're going in. So I dragged her in and there was, um, luckily like the first makeup artist that came over happened to be a transsexual so I thought oh this is perfect you know they're going to get on like a house on fire and she's going to feel really comfortable and relaxed and and just love it. so yeah I'd like count her on my list of really good friends people that I would just go out with socially as well and go and have a bit of lunch or something because she's a real cool person
2: So how long did you last with Jay once Latex Trooper moved out?
1: Uh... I can't remember exactly but it was less than a year because it just escalated and I think I think like I'd forgotten how bad he was because like one night had latex trooper to a bitch to We again which you what know he's done now and I think the other thing was just the fact that he couldn't blame all of this stuff that was happening on latex so for example you go oh no it was him that did that he put that stuff in the garage well how come it's still piling up in there <laughs> when he's not here So I I think there was talk of us at one point moving down to Bristol to be close to my family. And then his mum went, well, why can't, why can't you come close to our family? It's like, well, because one, I'm paying all the rent and everything. And two, it's not really, to be fair, I hadn't had any support from that side of the family. So I was just like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And keep bending over backwards to please people. And then like from there... I think I had, like, one thing from him, one thing f- from his mum, and I was just like, no. And, and to be fair, there was a lady, I, I don't want to use her real name, so I'm going to call her.
4: Karen. No. Hello,
1: <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, her name. Uh, people name. Um, right. Put you under pressure now. Because I'm going to pop out and say a real name otherwise. Jen. Jen. Just call Jen. Jen, Jen. Jen. Okay. So. No. That's going to be confusing. Gem, Gemma. 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 <laughs> um, so Gemma was a catalyst because she was quite bossy. and like, like
3: me.
1: <laughs> she, was, she was crazy bossy. She had a stroke and she would smoke loads of weed as well. So she'd kind of go a bit, she'd get paranoid. She said someone was breaking into a house every night and cutting her hair off. Then she accused one of my friends of like raping her dog and getting it pregnant, bizarrely. So a little bit crazy, but Oh, well. actually I think you meet <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah we won't call her uh, yeah, Jen
1: I think you just um, exactly yeah I think you just um meet everyone for a reason don't you and I think the reason I met her she was just like what is, what is that boyfriend of yours done now? Oh, oh, Jay, what are you doing? Stop going and taking her money. He's just been in there and taking your money again. So, so basically every time he did something and she was there, she grasped the math. And I just, I can't I come to realise this stuff is not actually what you accept. Cause I had no role model of what, you know, like a guy should be like as a child. Cause I loved my dad to bits, but he wasn't really a good husband or a good dad. So cause I hadn't had that role model. And so it's like, oh, okay, so it's not just me then I'm not the bitch this stuff isn't acceptable so that feeling just grew stronger and stronger over time until I just got to the point where I was like yeah you need to go so yeah never look back
2: but then there's the sadness of what happens with your dad
1: yeah 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 so that that was sad because uh it's funny because on the Sunday night he couldn't fly because of his health so we would go oh, we'll go on a cruise it would be great we would go to like San Francisco and stuff and it was only a few days later he went into hospital and he died of um well it was sepsis but he had like diverticulosis so I mean we don't know if there was a tumor there or the thing is for my dad as well he, he liked to drink right he, he used to smoke clothes. he used to call the fags his little white friends and uh, he was gutted after he had to give those up so he'd, uh, he still kind of drank a bit and then he'd just eat anything in sight when he was drunk. Like it could be dog chocolates. One time I saw him trying to put the remote control into his mouth as well. So another time my mum's growing these little seedlings on the windowsill and he, he ate all those as well. Like, the, so you don't know if he put something in his mouth or well, I don't know what happened, but yeah, he passed away. So like, like probably the first year I was just like, you know, I don't it was even a person. I was just this shell, just trying to exist and cope with what happened. Because he was crapped crap dad, but I did love him to bits. He, he was so charismatic as well. Like, we would just waltz in here. We would just, like, mm. you know, like, he, he could t- he'd tell a story, and he was the best storyteller. It was so funny. Is so that fun where you play. got it from? Mm, well, yeah. I, I, I don't think I am. Oh, you're great. Mm, <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh He played the harmonica as well. He could, like, we do name that tune. But oh, what's this in three? Name it in three. And if you didn't know, oh. you'd be like, oh, I'm so disappointed in you. I thought you were a bit more cultured than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had such a laugh. Yeah, we see Yes, so I really, really missed him. And I think I did go on a little bit of a downward trajectory, trajectory, can't say the bloody word. Trajectory. Tra, tra, thank you. Trajectory after that. Um, because I'd lost the home, some of my cats. Um, the ex, which I didn't really care about, but it was still a bit of a shock. My dad moved back into the parental home, which like that's always feels a bit defeatist, doesn't it? Mm. So yeah, I just, I just think it took me a while to sort of recover from that really. And that's probably how I ended up sort of being ensnared by the, the Machiavellian, the next Machiavellian ex that sort of come along.
2: Who was that? Manos.
1: Manos. Mano- Evil Manos. Is that a
2: Greek name?
1: I wouldn't like to say. Okay. <laughs> you could be right and you could be wrong
4: (laughs) (laughs) you say here it's the worst mistake of your life it
1: it was yeah 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 because i kind of thought well maybe he wanted to build this business and stuff so i thought maybe this guy's got his head a bit more like switched on um you know he's i can see he's trying to build something but he was just really good at delegating Go, you do this for me, you do that, you do that. That was his skill, basically. He didn't actually do any work himself. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it just got really abusive and, um, like mostly financial and emotional, like taking my money off me, extorting money out of me. How did you meet him? Um, so I was using his place, renting it, like he had a spare room to, to like see slaves, basically. And how did you meet him? So I think it was through, through one of my friends called Saskia, she was gonna go and use his place as a venue.
4: So he's running running a yeah, dungeon.
1: Yeah, yeah, effectively. Right. But yeah, he had escorts in there as well. Like all kinds of different people coming and going, all oh, it was like a madhouse again. So I've gone from one unstable environment environment to another. So that's why I had to do a lot of work on myself and um stop seeing like dangerous excitement and start seeing like like peace as tranquil and not boring. Um, because I think, like, probably there was a bit of me that probably saw a lot of the dramatic stuff as a bit exciting, which I, I don't understand that at all now, but at the time it kind of made sense. So. Was he on drugs? Um, no, he wasn't day to day, but he would sometimes come home and he'd be high on coke or something or, and then that was when he'd just be, and he was one of these people who has a kink. But he can't deal with the kinks. The next what day, was his kink? he's he liked he liked putting on my clothes, like and going, "Oh, I'm a slut! I'm a slut! Look at me! I'm so slutty!" And then then he'd like have if you've seen the Kenny Everett show, yes, yeah. So he'd be like, he'd, he'd, he'd go <laughs> smoking like <laughs> off his face like that, and I'm like, it really creeped me out because I'm not against um, cross dressing. My God, I do it for work and everything, but just the per- sudden personality change. Was
4: just so when he line. bizarre.
1: That was so, yeah. and it's also also the fact that he obviously thought women are just complete and total sluts. This is what women are like, and I, I didn't like that. That in his brain, he obviously just saw women as slutty, and that's how he wanted to be. And he'd like look at himself in the mirror and go, "Do I look slutty? Do I look slutty?" Like that. So that was just. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, so, yeah, I didn't have a problem with the fetish, but just like the disrespect, <coughs> um, just wearing my stuff without permission, using my toys without putting condoms on them. Get your stuff her. dirty. Yeah, well, what, yeah, because, like? yeah, because in, in the, in the business, if you're pegging someone, you put a condom over the mm. toy and then you use like a really strong, um, antibacterial spray to clean them afterwards. So he just did put something in his Backside. Oh. If you're
2: pegging someone, yeah. what exactly is pegging?
1: It's penetrating them with a strap on. Okay. I okay. thought it was yeah. attaching pegs to someone. <laughs> that's what I, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's a common sense Pegging
2: is having sex with them with a strap on. That's
1: right, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. okay. Yeah.
2: So he was fouling your instruments.
1: <laughs> fouling, yeah, that's a really <laughs> that's, good word. I like that. Yeah, exactly that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and then there was there was another time where, like, he'd, he'd ask me to do it, but then he'd start telling me I was doing it wrong. And I'm like, excuse me, I think I know what I'm doing. I mean, I do actually do this for, so that, like, was a bit annoying. And then, uh, so he'd start just doing it on himself, and then he pooed on the bed as well, mm, like, this
4: big... Dirty protest.
1: This dirty poo just come mm. out, and I'm like, you just shat yourself. So, like, of course, like, this guy's narcissistic as well, so, because I've... In his mind, oh, I think my nail's just fallen off.
4: Uh, <laughs> the excitement. Sorry about that.
1: Uh, so, thank you. I'll, I'll, word,
2: I'll word that if you want.
3: <laughs>
1: so, in in his mind, I've somehow degraded him by allowing him to carry out his fetishes. So it's kind of my fault. So, and then he's going, "You're going to leave me. I might as well just kill myself." And I've not said anything, but it's like what where's this come from so it's going between him shouting at me and telling me I'm evil to I'm going to leave him like everyone else does so there's all these like weird and I just I did not know how to cope with any of this it was just bizarre
2: what was it like when he was waving knives around
1: Pretty scary, to be honest, because it would always be pick up these sharp kitchen knives or like big ones, not like a little bread knife. It'd be like a, out of the stack on the side and then go, you dirty little bitch, right? Do you know what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to cut you up if you don't do exactly what I say. So I'd get upset and be like, don't ever pick up a knife to me, because if you fall over, that's going to go straight through me. And he'd be like, oh, you can't take a joke, can you? You can't take a joke. What's wrong with you? Where's your sense of humour? Why, why can't you see the fun side in life sometimes? It's like, what you're doing is wrong. You can't just threaten someone with a knife and they go, oh, it's a joke. So yeah, it was it was quite scary, but it then gaslight me to be like I was the bad one for reacting to him, like pulling a knife on me, basically. So how long so, were you there for
4: in total?
1: Uh, so I was with him for about four years, and I think the last probably year and a half was trying to figure out how to leave.
4: Get out. Like, I mm. was just
1: brain well not brainwashed. I was in denial, I suppose. The first. Coming through grief in denial and thinking my old classic CAS thing of, I can fix them. I can, I can mend them and make their poorly brains all better, which you can't fix mm. anyone. They can only fix themselves, can't they? Exactly. So, yeah. So that, the first part, I think I was just in complete denial. And then it was just figuring out, like, how do I get away? Cause they say, don't they? Like, when a, a woman wants to leave an abusive relationship, it takes like seven attempts or something like that seven tries yeah. and then like people say oh so like my mum said why don't you just leave and she'll say to me oh, you, you know if it would have been me I would have just walked out sooner I, I went but you didn't though, did you because you stayed with him until he died so that's not fair um and a lot of people just think it's that easy that you can just walk out and walk away but when you leave someone who's abusive i don't know if you know much about this kind of thing but it's yeah, yeah it's it's like the most dangerous time isn't it that's the you always hear that's when women are most likely to get stabbed or strangulated or murdered in some way so when you've got the guilt you've got the the shame attached as well you've got the uh hundreds of other things racing around your mind and at the back of your brain are they going to turn up and do something as well are they going to kill themselves are they going to kill me you know you just so how did you, you finally get away um so I, I plucked up the courage I sent him away to his mum's for Christmas he had his kid over and his whole thing was like how much he missed his kid and then when she got there he just had no time for her whatsoever I he wouldn't even make her a sandwich it was like oh Kaz do this Kaz do that Kaz do... and she was a great kid I thought she was brilliant but he is her father, he should have been doing this stuff. And uh it was just been a bit creepy and weird as well. I don't want to say too much on air, but it was a yeah. bit creepy and weird. And I just thought, no, I had enough. So I finished with him um by text actually I think it was <laughs> smooth quite bad but,
4: but bad. given the circumstances yeah, no. <laughs> yeah
1: um on the 31st of December because I just thought well new year's a fresh start new year out Sorry, yeah so just a, a fresh start and everything so I took my mum when I went back to the house took my mum with me my mum he's scared of my mum he said she's like a big I think the word he used was battle axe <laughs> So,
4: <laughs> um, nice fella.
1: yeah, yeah, he was terrified of her because she just won't stand for any, because she was married to a man that was like for years. So she is like a, yeah, she's, she's quite hardcore. She would have, if he'd have started anything, she would have probably knocked him out, I think. So, so I felt quite safe with my mum there, you know, so, and um I knew he kept saying to me, oh, I've got nowhere to go. He was at his mum's. I've got nowhere to go. um, Let me have somewhere to stay at least for a week or so. So I turned up I, and I, with my mum, and I said, Joe, yeah, you, you, can, um, you can stay for the week, but my mum's staying here too. So you're going to she's going to share my bed. You can go in the back room. Anyway, 10 mi- 10 minutes later, he walks in the lounge. She's like, actually, I might go back to, uh, London tonight. Good. So that worked out quite well, taking my scary mother with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it was around this time you ramped up the BDSM.
1: It was. Yeah. Well, Kind of before I split with him, I'd been really focusing because I think his life was so unstable, I wanted some stability. And, for the um, viewers,
4: can you please explain what BDSM is?
1: Yep, so BDSM it stands for? is bondage and sadomasochism, so that can be, bondage is, Tying up, tethering in different ways, can be chains or ropes. And then sadi- Masochism is pain, like liking pain, and sadomasochism is giving pain or liking to give pain. So a dominatrix or a master will give pain to a submissive who enjoys pain. Now, it's not all about pain. That's actually a really common misconception. It's about power exchange and control. Teasing. So, exactly, mm. yeah. So a lot of mine, they might like dressing up. Or they might just be into really mild stuff. But when you use the word BDSM, people always think it's going to be like really heavy duty caning all the time, 24-7, don't they? Mm. So, yeah, that's what...
2: What role play did that involve?
1: Which, which one? What's what, the, what role was?
2: play... Like um, headmistress, oh, evil yeah. scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's the yeah, there's the headmistress role play where they've been a very naughty boy and they must come to the headmistress office and receive, receive their punishment. And so also, um, <laughs> I also
3: love the way you say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> bitchy oh. boss as well. That's bitchy,
3: a, boss. bitchy
1: yeah. boss. yeah. So, um, can yes. you do
4: that role play with? Sean, perhaps? Do live reenactment here? I'll tap right, the desk right, and contact <laughs> <on. my> <laughs> So he works for you. Let's create a scenario. So, Sean. Sean works here. He's the, I yeah. don't know, cleans toilets, some yeah. crappy job. <laughs> and um, so he hasn't done his job properly. He comes in, so you need to call him in. I've left some yeah. pubes on the rim of the
3: <laughs> toilet seat. <laughs> right, okay. I'm
4: just a tree.
1: Right. <clears throat> and who are you? I'm oh, just a tree. Oh, you're yeah, doing Tile. Yeah. Atwood. Yes. Atwood. Yes. Late again. Come into the room, please.
2: What have I done now?
1: Don't use that tone with me. Right. Are you going to take this seriously? Stop giggling. <coughs> right. So, firstly, Sorry. that deadline I asked you to meet—you've not, you've not completed it, have you? Why is it late? I
2: lost track of time.
1: Did she? Yes. You
2: I know- won't let it happen again.
1: Do you know we've just lost a major contract?
3: No!
2: <laughs> You're really good at this! <laughs> 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 really good, yeah! You're not going to oh. fire me, boss, are you? I won't let it happen again. Well.
1: That depends how far you're prepared to go to keep your job.
2: Well, if you're gonna punish me, <laughs> let's get on with it. I've never done this before. <laughs>
3: Natural. <laughs> well,
4: it's a shame you're not taking on more slaves anymore. <laughs> Oh, yeah. these uh, bins as well. What? these the trolls.
2: The trolls. Oh my goodness, the trolls the are going to be. We're giving them so much fodder <laughs> today. <laughs> the endless videos. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to love it,
4: aren't they? They
2: do. They do. We There'll have be
4: to. A, yeah, a very
1: long.
2: We have to keep them alive, this. though. We're Constantly feeding them things. <laughs> Otherwise, they would
4: die without it's us. It's
1: like a public <laughs> service, isn't it? Isn't
4: really? it? Yeah. I love trolls. I love the trolls. <laughs> oh,
1: do you? Yeah, do
4: they
2: entertain you? <laughs> 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 just the, the little pictures they make and everything entertain me. Oh, entertaining.
4: They is that new one. Yes. I, can I mention So it every
2: YouTube video, no one mentioned this, oh. every YouTube video has like a thumbnail, a poster on it. And they spend so much time making these creative pictures of us. We'll, we'll show you some afterwards.
1: What, are, they, are they insulting pictures? Yes, yeah, no, a little, little bit insulting, a funny.
4: little bit funny, a little okay. bit yeah. wild and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You have to show them to me. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We do that one. Good
1: night. You know, you're yeah. getting somewhere in life, don't you, where people are actually like doing bad. their hearts. And, yeah. and It
4: is. creating yeah. a video of you exactly. to be humorous. It's yeah. Yeah. amazing.
1: Totally. It's totally cool. <laughs> do you want to troll? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Come> on, <baby. laughs>
2: what is evil scientist role play?
3: So,
1: wow. evil, this is very much inspired because, like, you know, we get a lot of and they've all got their own individual things so some are really serious aren't they and like you you disgust me get over my lap and i will beat you (laughs) my kind of thing was more like i'm into films and stuff so i'd look at all those the
4: sci-fi aren't you
1: yeah yeah yeah, and batman stuff like that
4: yeah have you done batman uh, catwoman
1: I don't, think, I don't think I have, no. Oh, she no, was one of my, she was one of my she first was, wanks yeah. Catwoman. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> her, and,
2: her and Debbie Harry Blondie. Oh, yeah, she
1: was
3: yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. <laughs> 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 cool. All right, yes? Cool. Um, well, yeah. Evil scientist um, role play?
1: Yeah, so I would sort of take inspiration from those kind of movies and they'd never come in and be like really like shouty and that would they they'd be sort of like almost like soothing and teasing with a voice just to lure you in but then they'd unleash all like the evilness and stuff so that was kind of like my inspirations that I took from Hollywood. And so the evil scientist would kind of be like in the lab coat with the glasses and to start with, I know you just, you know, you can't resist. Can you? you want to give me the information? You're a good boy. You want to help me, don't you? And all this kind of thing. So they'd be like protesting quite weakly, usually, but they'd be protesting. <laughs> and, and so you'd go, well, if you don't tell me, I'm going to have to punish you, aren't I? So <laughs> he's like get the surgical gloves on maybe like select a little pinwheel with lots of spikes on like lots lots of like theatrical showing them them. they look like
4: little pizza cutters
1: they look way worse than they actually are
4: are they not painful
1: well they would be if you really sort of put a lot of pressure on it do you but it it depends depends how (laughs) How much much... you like them (laughs) yeah exactly but i mean they can be quite pleasurable as well like if you run it up, up up and down your arm it can just be like a little tingle and that's nice. So, yeah, it is, yeah. The, yeah, if you're pressing quite hard on the genitalia, it's probably not quite so nice. On so. a
2: pancaked scrotum, exactly. it would probably sever the skin.
1: <laughs> yes,
3: I think it would,
4: wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it'd be like, uh, like a colander then. <laughs> ooh, ooh, what's this? So, so sometimes things got messy. I had a guy tied up who was doing poppers, and he started retching, so I had to hold a bin over his face.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. So... He's come in and said, I want to do forced intox. Now, no such thing as forced intox, right? You don't make them take poppers. They love poppers. They want to do as many as possible. And as a mistress, it's kind of your role to not let them have as many as they want to do. So you're controlling it and just probably slowing them down, actually. In in reality, you call it forced intox because, oh, you're being forced here. Poppers are legal, by the way. I'm talking about the legal variety just for anyone watching for out the feds there. yeah exactly so these are completely legal you can i think you, there's a shop opposite well, marx's you buy them sex shops there's a shop in redding opposite marx's they sell them as well so um yeah so the guy's like yeah yeah i take them all the time i'm really tolerant i can take loads so well this time i got him tied to the bed i think i literally gave him like two little sniffs and he goes blue and starts retching i'm like not on the bed, not on the bed, I'm not like looking around, I don't, I don't want him to vomit in the towel, I don't want him to vomit, I, I know, I'll get the bin, I got the bin, like, up to his face, and then he threw up, mm. like, at most points in a session, if someone had felt so ill they were going to throw up, they generally go, do you know what, I know we're only not far into the session, but do you mind if we have just chat, or I can go home, and you, but this guy, I'm like, are you okay, do you want to shower, he's like, no, no, let's just carry on, and like, no, no, you're going to go and wash your face and mouthwash oh. at least, definitely. Oh.
4: Did it not make you want to retch?
1: Uh, sometimes it can be a bit like that, yeah. yeah. Like Have
4: you got a story of that
1: yeah. happening? Yeah, yeah. I think because I, I can kind of deal with people being sick cause I've seen that quite a lot over the years, but it's the other end that just completely grosses me out.
4: What about that time so, in Salford?
1: Yeah, that was quite bad. That was, that was very elaborate. I not You know, like Pebble Dash. You see, like a, a council house that's been Pebble Dashed at the side. Well, this guy did that to our hotel wall, basically. Yes,
3: should I go into more detail? Yes, yeah, go. I'm, yeah. I'm so, confused right so now. So pebble yeah. dash, oh, so on.
2: council Just houses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost at this point. <laughs> she was well,
4: she saying about stuff from the other end. And so it's a story about not from there, from...
2: But how does that cause a wall to be pebble dashed? Sure, so about projectile, projectile poo, you saying? Yeah, yeah. So there was
1: like a when shirt. you projectile vomit? Exactly.
2: You can projectile...
1: Apparently you can. <laughs> Apparently I didn't know this I ever. I had food
2: poisoning once, and I do recall, yeah, an eruption. It was just,
1: yeah, yeah, it splattery. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I
2: answered the door. It was. I only said it for four or five days. I thought I was going to die. I answered the door, opened it, and I just threw up in someone's face, and I felt it coming out <laughs> my bum, and I just.
4: Oh, no. oh. So, was it a shark? Bless
2: you. What, it wasn't a what?
4: Shark. You know what a shark is. What's a shark? A wet fart. I wet oh. No, no, this was constant yeah. This was constant
2: shot. If I wasn't close yeah. to the toilet I was going to have an accident
1: Yeah That sounds I was hallucinating and everything
2: I thought I was going to die I was cr- literally crawling Across the carpet oh. Oh, was, point. It,
1: was that food poisoning?
2: Yeah, I was stupid enough to keep chicken tikka masala in my car in the Arizona <laughs> desert and eat it when I got home. The temperature was fifty, almost fifty degrees that day. You
3: must have been pretty hungry. <gasps> Cooking.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah anyway, anyway, yeah.
3: That's so going
1: to a <laughs> so, <tummy. laughs> yeah.
2: so pebble dashing. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I mean, how are you even in a position? To be somewhere naked any... where you're going to projectile poo on a wall.
4: So you're in a hotel. How does this Sounds happen? Sounds like
1: he'd been at your curry, I think. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Could you take us through how it got to this point?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll start at the beginning. So there was this festival stroke event called Sexhibition. Wow. Lots of little stands selling whips. Um, lo- loads of stuff. Where is There's this? Stage show. This was in, up near Salford in Manchester. Right. So, um, selling so dildos, like a, like a, like a trade show, but for the sex industry, basically. So it's all very, like, proper and everything. And, um, I was there with my friend, Harley Sin. So, who I'd been teaching to be a mistress. And this guy come up to us, he's, he's like, oh, I've seen you on, um, Twitter, I'm a massive fan of both of you, I love your work, blah, blah, blah. He went, Will you be around tonight? Maybe I can come and see you. We were like, well I don't know, are you a sub? Am I a sub? Am I a sub? Yes, I, uh so anyway, to cut a long story short, he phones us up about six o'clock in the evening and he says, I've been drinking, I'll be honest, I've been, had a lot to drink, but I'm okay, I mean, I'm a nice guy, I mean, you met me earlier. Is it okay if I still come round? So I thought, Do you know, it's pretty upfront. It's now, yeah, it's fine. I don't normally see drunk people, but yeah. So the guy turns up, totally lovely, lovely, sweet guy. Um, we did a bit of strap on, I think, Peggin. Um, then he said, "Oh, I've never been fisted. Will you fist me?" So I, I went off and went and got the the long gloves. Uh, she put hers on. I think. The it was long just, gloves. Yeah. Oh, so like you wear gloves for fisting. Obviously, you don't want to put your hand in a bum, do you? <laughs>
2: what, like, surgical things? Yeah. Yeah. Vet, vet gloves.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah, like rubber gloves to, like, protect your, for you know, con- against contaminants.
2: Like when cows are giving birth and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Um,
4: yeah, I've yeah. seen this on TV.
1: So, stood there, cow gloves I've got gloves ridiculously on.
4: long arms, though, look. You've got quite short arms, yeah. so.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Nice. Well, you probably wouldn't go up that far, I <laughs> how far do you go i think he was taking it to about so well probably not in the wrist probably about there oh to be realistic because right. by the time you've done that not many people can stretch And there's a few they specialize in it funnily enough they're like oh mistress i've I've learned to take the biggest dildo now would you like to see so, <laughs> this this guy wasn't taking that much, but he'd been drinking rum all day long. Plus, I think he brought a bottle to the hotel room, and we had a glass of wine or something there. So, I just had a feeling. You know when you get that sixth sense, like a intuition? Maybe I heard a rumbling or something, I don't know, and it was in my subconscious. So, like, she's one side, I'm the other. This, we've got this guy's butt here. <laughs> right? My hand was there. I pulled out, and then all of a sudden my intuition, this little voice in my head goes, step back. (laughs) (laughs) Step back, cows. I go, and it just just, hits the wall. Oh, Oh, holy shit.
2: (laughs) What's the clean-up situation there?
1: Well, I think there's a lot of mistresses out there that would have made him use his tongue, but I think...
3: No! <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, oh.
1: Yeah, oh.
2: Literally. Oh. That would have just
1: made me throw up as well. So yeah. I said, let's get some wet wipes to start it off, some spray, take it from there. And you would made quite a good job of it, actually.
4: <laughs> Did get a hotel bill.
1: No, 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 we were lucky. <sighs> <laughs> we got away with it.
2: So, like, you look completely normal. You look,
1: what are you saying, You John? look
2: quite innocent <laughs> and just, like, very, you're very polite and well-spoken. Thank you. But all these lunatics have come in and out of your life.
3: Yeah. And when
2: I look back yeah. at my life and uh, all these crazy people coming in and out, in and out, in and out, and when I was introspecting, I had to ask myself there's a pattern here yeah
3: yeah (laughs)
2: is there something inside me that's like attracting this to happen have you ever thought about that
1: yeah definitely yeah because you don't just keep meeting narcissistic (laughs) people just by accident do you You don't keep
2: meeting Jason.
1: exactly there's something latex
2: troopers of the world (laughs) for like decades of your life (laughs) Well, oh. this is something going on up <laughs> yeah here.
1: definitely yeah i i think um so i used to see like peaceful as boring um dangerous excitement probably and so I'd be drawn to these like really massively charismatic people that didn't take life seriously but the the flip side was they were fucking raving lunatics mm. so and um yeah so I think that was a big, big problem for me was just not recognizing what a decent, normal person is and what a that job is. And I think even if I saw it, I didn't really understand that that's, that's just not acceptable. I think my self-esteem was probably quite low as well. Something that I've worked on majorly, read lots of, lots of, um, self-help books, mm. done a couple of psychology courses online on that like Udemy as well. And just to figure out how, you know, what makes people do what they do and try and understand a bit of the psyche behind the behaviour. So, you know what I mean?
4: Yeah. So by now you've made your name as a Dom, quite yeah. a big name?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so, in in the UK. And
4: then Manos comes right. back on the scene. Right. Talk us through that.
1: So, um, yeah, I think... I think I don't. If I think, if I hadn't have probably lost my dad, I don't think. I, I don't think I would have gone into another abusive relationship. But I was at a low.
4: So he came back in for round two.
1: No, no, no. It was only with him once.
4: Yeah. No, it says Manos. Um I started by. It until, oh, it's the order. It's all gone completely. It's yeah, going back to Manos
1: I, I think. Now. I think it was getting quite. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking I yeah, I think it was getting
4: quite. Oh, good job you didn't go back. Uh um, yeah, Carry on.
1: Yeah. One <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting, like little psychology thing i was thinking about well with a couple of things really is um your relationships in your adult life are often formed by what you experience as a child right. so we we end up adopting like these survival patterns as a child because they help us then and they're useful like so for example um some of my things were i was a people pleaser and i'd say yes to stuff all the time um and end up doing stupid things just to like, you know, be popular or whatever. Uh, so that's something I knew was a big weakness for me. Uh, cause those, those patterns, survival patterns no longer serve me. I just don't that need was... to do those things. They have no use to me. Uh, another thing, another thing I read was, um, it was how to deal, I was reading a book on how to deal with difficult people and manage them basically. Cause how's that going for you? <laughs> yeah, it, it was quite interesting. One of the things it said. Now, uh, this, this specific bit was talking about if you've got a customer and you work in retail and it said, try standing in front of a mirror. And if someone's shouting at you and pointing and going, and you, blah, 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 they look at themselves in the mirror if you're stood in front of it. And they become more self-aware. And if they're a normal person, most have become a bit ashamed and be, oh, I'm making a bit of a scene. And they start to back down. So I tried this on Manos when he was like in one of his rages like his temple would be popping his eyes would be like like this and you know he did just like a nut job like so I'd stand in front of the mirror and he could see himself and when I saw him like I was expecting him to I was hoping like like in the book he'd back down I could see him start watching himself and like the excitement in his face he was getting off at watching himself shout in the mirror it was really bizarre and I went Ah, oh, they didn't cover that, that in the book.
4: <laughs> Seriously, have you ever tried that? Not recently.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's meant to, it's meant to work. It's meant to make people like see what they're doing and calm down. Bye. So, but it, it, it but he'd didn't work. get off on it. Yeah, he liked it, I think. he—he made him feel more powerful. He got more puffed up, like, cause he's only short. He's <laughs> only a few inches bigger than me and he's about five, well, I'm 4'10". He was about five foot six. So, and he's trying to make himself bigger like that. Yeah, like looking at himself. I thought he was going to knock one out, to be honest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so then you became conflicted because you was in an abusive relationship.
1: Yeah, very, yeah. Yeah, because like by bides day I'm going, well, I'm Mistress Kaz and you you must do as I say. And my slaves are coming around going, oh, we adore you, we love you. And And then like on the flip side, I've got this guy treating me like a piece of shit and telling me I'm worth nothing. So it's like it's just such a contradiction and like that because I was this as well it was even worse because I feel like I feel like I'm living a lie Mm. like I was thinking I can talk about it now it's fine because I feel like that's in my past but I thought you know what if my slaves could see they wouldn't view me as a they wouldn't respect me anymore and actually that turned out not to be true because one of my subs I got really close to him as a friend not in a any kind of romantic way but in a friendship way and he said I know you're just not yourself do you want to come out for lunch and I didn't really tell him a great deal I just said like it's pretty bad at home it's not really going too well he said yeah I can tell you look tired you look drained um so what were we talking about again? <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: so you were conflicted because yeah. you're, in, a, you're yeah. in the daytime you're bossing people around. That was it, yeah. You're yeah, in a abusive relationship, but well, now the subs are coming to the rescue.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of people slag off the scene. I remember watching one of your ladies, and she was saying, "Oh, but I couldn't do that to them." But it's like they like that. That's their kink, and they. I've I, I agree with what she's saying, but from my perspective, it's been completely different, and I don't feel as if I'm doing things to them that they they don't want and so yeah so I've had my slaves just through such a difficult time be really really supportive as well and I could count on them as friends like the sub that took me for lunch and then I had my sissy as well you know what a sissy is right
2: someone you boss know around right? yeah oh
1: so yeah. the, they dressing
2: <laughs> women's clothes yeah 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 yeah, sissy yeah, is, yeah, guys yeah. Are dressing
1: women's clothes so my, my sissy as well would just like take me out for the and that would get me in trouble as well because I wasn't allowed to drink So uh, I'd go out like for a session and then it would end in like, should we have a couple of gins? So like, and I'm really good at drunk texting. So you cannot tell from one of my texts that I'm pissed because I'll just keep working to perfect it. I'll sit there for an hour (laughs) if I really have to. So I'd know that he wouldn't want me to drink so I'd sit there writing this text and I'd, I'd, I'll i get it right in a bit so we keep texting this text would be like word perfect so he wouldn't have a clue that I was steaming drunk. so the time I got got in and because he didn't want me to drink it was a bit like a red flag to a bowl so you'd open the door and I think one time I just fell in the doorway <laughs> So, but yeah, but yeah, apart from the odd night like that, my slaves were just like really so supportive and lovely. So, so did I'm you, very uh, lucky.
4: Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. did any of your, all your family and friends know about you doing this?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've known for years.
4: Yeah, so. and they, they're absolutely fine. Well, no I issues. wouldn't say
1: absolutely fine, no. I mean, they, they kind of make a bit of a joke about it and they, <laughs> they realise they don't really have any say in it. I mean, unless they want to start paying my bills, then they've got no say in it. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah, I, I think they've kind of sort of accepted it, but it's not, wouldn't be the favourite first choice for me to do.
3: Mm, no. So,
1: yeah, especially like, it's a strange one, really, because like my mum's goes, oh, whenever I see Big Knickers now, I think of you, <laughs> Big <laughs> right? Big Knickers. Basically, and you might think, what, what do you want about there? Well, I went shopping once with my mum, and I saw this massive pair of knickers on. Now I happen to have a couple of sissies that are quite large, and I just thought oh, they'd be brilliant on my sissies, so I bought these big knickers. So every time my mum goes shopping, if she sees any cheap, she lets me know. She goes, oh, and so in Marx's, they've got, um, they've got some size 20s in the sale.
4: Pick them up for so, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good, man.
1: Totally. So it's, yeah, you've kind of got a bit of an understanding there, I think, which is good.
2: And you studied upon narcissistic abuse.
1: I did. Yeah, I've done, uh well, I, I was in quite a few kind of like self-help narcissistic abuse groups. And to, it was like a sounding board to start with. I'd be like, so this has happened. Is this normal? And they'd be like, no, run, girl, run. This is not normal. <laughs> this is so not normal. Get out of there. Ooh. So, yeah, that was kind of useful. And then I've like followed all these different coaches as well and you know that also really helped me to to see that okay whilst I have met those people and this bad thing's happened at some point some of the responsibility does lie with me because I've let that go and I've accepted it and also I, I keep like I not keep now but I kept like falling for the same sort of behavioral traits and kind of letting it be okay so yeah I just found this so useful.
2: Who's the coaches you're following? Sorry, which coaches are you following?
1: Uh, I can't remember their names now. I got I got them on Instagram, but there's there's a really good book called um, Inside the Inside the Minds of Angry and Controlling Men, Ooh. and it's by Lundy. So that's that's a great one to learn about kind of abusive men and controlling behaviours. Uh, I think there's one on Instagram I follow. It's actually a guy called. Um, it can be both way round with abuse, can't it? it? Can be both ways. Mm-hmm. It's called NASA abuse, uh, abuse Coach, I think. So that's quite a good one. But yeah, there's masses of them, masses of them on Instagram.
2: So what's your social circle like now?
1: Uh it's deliberately small. Um, I socialise a lot for work. Uh, spend a lot of time on my sisters because we're really really close. Um, but really, I'm just I. Tend to spend most of my time working I don't tend to sort of go out to bars and clubs or it's just not something that's a priority to me at the moment.
4: How many appointments do you do a week? Or... Well it
1: kind of depends I'm, I'm sort of living back home with my mum so a lot of it's online so it's when I go away to tour that's when I see my slaves. So where do you tour? So, um, there's a dungeon in Swindon sometimes I work out of an apartment and go up to Reading in November so
4: what are the dungeons like? Talk me through it when yeah.
1: you walk in. Um, yeah, yes, so you walk it. Just think the local <laughs> one. So the, the local one, it's a it's a converted nightclub. So you walk. It's quite normal, really. It's quite pretty with like white drapes or stone walls, uh, little fairy LED lights. Then you've got your dungeon room, and they've blacked out the windows with black paint. at Saint Andrew's. Cross in the first room, then a cage where you can pop your sub or your sissy in underneath and just <laughs> taunt well, them through that. the bars. then I mean, you probably yeah. know a lot about that,
2: don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Home, sweet home.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. They're pretty cozy. So, what
4: sort of equipment do you have, like? It's sort of fifty shades of grey, hanging up on the wall, or is there machinery? Yeah,
1: it, it depends machinery. on the dungeon. <laughs> <is it? laughs> yeah, and how well equipped. I mean, some some dungeons have like full on sex machines and St Andrew's crosses, and they're fully equipped, and then other dungeons. What's a St Andrew's cross? So it's like you know, what? Jesus Christ kind of um, was. Uh, what's the word? Stig- a stigmata. So a Kind of, but it's like.
4: No, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So like. That's what they tied up. Yeah, but tied up like that. Yeah, we don't yeah. do the nails through the hands. It's
0: just yeah. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.
3: Uh,
1: well, if they've not eaten, probably about five minutes. But Jesus. If if they've had a decent meal, they can. So they've got to have a
4: decent lunch before they come yeah,
1: in? Yeah, they can pass out otherwise. Oh. Yeah, put your hands up and it affects your blood pressure. So you've got to be really careful with it.
2: And that gives them a sexual thrill?
1: Yeah, because yeah, they feel vulnerable. Like.
2: So they're up there naked?
1: Yeah, they're naked, yeah, yeah. So with like normal sex if we're going to call it normal I don't know if it is normal like between a man and a woman vanilla sex right so it's quite easy for a woman to feel overpowered and oh the one you know because we're smaller aren't we and probably not being sexist a bit weaker for a guy to get that same feeling because you know some guys want to feel like that you know it's got to be a lot more extreme. You know, you can't just grab them by the throat and say, right, you do as I say. But sometimes they, they want to feel as vulnerable as they can. So they want to be naked, tied up. And I mean, there's this brilliant spanking bench in the dungeon. Have you a seen one of those? Spanking bench. Yeah. Not seeing one Not of those? Usual part bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that me bench? Spanking... <laughs> what the does a
2: spanking bench look like?
1: <laughs> so it's, uh, I'm just trying to think to describe it. So you, you basically, this bit goes here. And then, so it goes up like that, like across, and then the legs go. Oh, is it like one of on.
4: those chairs you can get massages on?
1: Similar, so just, similar, it, but your bum's out. So that's work is, to, yeah, um, it's
4: like that. Help your back when you're at the uh, desk, and you've got to sit on them at a really weird angle. I used to have one.
1: <laughs> it is a bit similar, but more bent over. So basically, their, their, their bum is presented in the air, and then you can like strap them down to it, and that's the perfect spanking position. So there's
2: a hole in it, with so the bum's exposed.
1: No, no, they're, no, no, they're no, bent they're just over, it. over it. Oh. Yeah, they're just bent over it, basically.
3: <laughs> 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 what were you picturing? Dangerous. To spite the
4: bum, you'd have to get in there, wouldn't you? In
3: there.
4: In there. Like, you wouldn't go under, would you? I don't know. I've never. <laughs> get over. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> so, oh. none of this happens in Arizona?
2: So. <laughs> Well, I've written a book called Party Time, and I've you know my third wife in Arizona, we had a few things going on, a bit of f- few little dungeon things, but not the level that you of your knowledge and experience. He, what
4: was it you said you had a sex swing?
2: We had a sex swing. Yeah. The hardware store thing came into effect. We went and like got bigger, like industrial and more bolts, waves,
1: padlocks, padlocks. <laughs> <laughs> just taking it up a level there. Bad
2: You've totally. <laughs> I've learned a few things today.
4: <laughs> so have you been to sort of sex parties, uh, dom-themed sex parties?
1: Yeah, I've been. I've been to a few. I, mean, I think people just tend to think that you know it's it's a mock with people in gimp masks running round, probably a bit like JJ with a butt plug out of his arse. <laughs> They're actually a little bit more civilized than that. Generally, he like tends a nice to bar,
4: have a few drinks. Yeah, that's right.
1: You He's walk in, on the lead. have a little chit chat. Exactly.
4: Is that does that actually go yeah, on? Yeah, that
1: goes on as well. Um, there was this one guy. I went to an event called um nice little shout out for them, probably Bitches Unleashed.
2: Bitches, Bitches Unleashed. Un-
1: Bitches Unleashed up in Manchester. And this guy walked down the stairs, I can't even remember, I'd had a few drinks, I can't remember if he had clothes on. All I remember is the writing all over his body, saying things like, use me, um, I'm a trashy little bitch, um, do what you, spank me, all this kind of stuff. So he was loving it, because he was walking around, every dom you know, that walked by would be like, ooh, hoo, 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 spank! <laughs> <laughs> so ooh. you do see stuff like that, but most of the play is restricted to certain areas. So because you don't want to go straight into a bar and then just see someone with a bottom spread and like being smashed with a strap on, do you? (laughs) you? It's not, you know, you just want to sit and enjoy your G&T, you don't want anything on display. So there tends to be separate little areas where people go off and do their thing, which is quite a nice dynamic, tends to work quite well but yeah they are quite fun actually when I went to that one they, they had a slave race so they tied so say so you're next to me Jen right, right? and you're, <laughs> you're right ankle if we're the slaves get our ankles get tied together with rope right so,
4: I think you used to do them on like sports day that exactly. race your, the parent and child race yeah
1: yeah
4: and what they you race the slaves
1: yeah but they have to do tasks as well, so they've got to have two against two, so that team so that relay that yeah, so they have to go <laughs> and fetch something for the mistress, come back, rub the foot for a minute or so, do something else, and it's which team. Runs first, so it was a lot of activities and fun stuff, as well as the it wasn't all like hardcore BDSM. It was a bit of a giggle and stuff, which I thought was. Pretty, what
4: was the name of
1: this place? It <laughs> was. It was called um, Bitches Unleashed in Bitches uh, Unleashed. Manchester. Oh, we're See up there there. at the
2: end of the month. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's not where you met James, by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Bitches Unleashed.
1: Like, guess where we are.
2: <laughs> How did you meet James? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh,
1: friends barbecue. Bollocks.
3: Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh sorry, this James. Yeah. Yes. Oh sorry. Where's, where did I meet you? Yeah. What? YouTube, we, I, did we get chatting online or email or something? We an
2: email, and then we met in um. Watford, it, um, I think, Watford was it? In it.
1: Starbucks
3: or somewhere?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we sat in Starbucks so, having our he little. didn't book
4: an appointment
2: of, then. No. no. But what he did do was make a video, which has got a lot of views. Let's plug that. What is the title of that video, James? Interview with a Dominatrix. And that's on what channel? Um, it's Vimeo and Amazon Prime as well. Vimeo and it's, and, and this is some of it's on YouTube, is it as well? The trailer's on YouTube. Trailer is on YouTube. Yeah. So, Interview with a Dominatrix yeah. on Vimeo and Prime. Yeah. yeah. Okay. People can Check watch the, the full stuff. So, where do you go from here then in your career?
1: Well, at the moment, I'm writing a screenplay with a producer, which is an adaption of my book.
2: Is your book so... your personal story?
1: No, no. Ah, have you just...
2: written your personal story?
1: I've written a first draft. And, oh, you no. like, Do you know what? Some of this stuff we've talked about today is kind of exclusive content yeah. to this show because I've struggled with how much do I... I think you've got to be your, your authentic self, haven't you, and be honest. But I've just struggled with the book, and have I given away too much? Can I say that? And I keep like editing, and then just coming back to it. So,
2: how many words is it now?
1: Um, that's about a hundred and something thousand, I think. Hundred and how many? About a hundred and something thousand.
2: Oh, I'd love to publish that. I, really? Yeah. Well, like, I can... Your story. We've sat here for two and a half hours. How
1: long
0: it's, it's been,
2: been so fascinating. Jen hasn't even demanded a break. She's been so... Usually after
4: (laughs) an hour, I need a break.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, honestly, honestly. we have been riveted. You are a natural raconteur, perhaps inherited from your father. Um, But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the people feel exactly the same as us uh, watching this. Are there any stories you've left out that you'd like to
1: um yeah. was there any on that little bit of scrappy i was just going think we managed I think to get we, them. i think we did them all didn't we i think we did them yeah. in, in yeah. the in the general plus i can always save something for future well yeah. for part two. Would you we, yeah. we would for love part to have you two? on for part absolutely. two absolutely definitely yeah, definitely. definitely
2: Save the future so viewers please let us know what you have thought about today's podcast and latex trooper in particular <laughs> i will be having lots of giggles um <laughs> Two books out there on Amazon: "Dreaming in the Dark" "Sordid Secrets." So, what are they about then?
1: So, um, "Sordid Secrets" was originally published by a company called—let's not do the name—just a company. Yeah. A company. And um, it's—he said, write a short novella, see how it sells, and then go from there. So, I just thought, you know, they will see, write about what you know, don't they? So, I know domination. So, this character was kind of like—not me. But I use my own personal experiences. So to a fictional
4: version of your
1: fictional version of some of the things that's happened, some of it imagined, some of it extreme and made up, and probably some of it wasn't too much of a stretch of the imagination as well. So it's about her and her lover, Zora, she's a mistress. And it's just kinda of like a short story of this this couple that come to you know become submissive slaves at her country manor where she's a dominatrix and then like I sort of I kind of like stopped working with my publisher because I didn't feel it was like the right dynamic for me um lovely guy but just wasn't working out um so I then self-published Sordid secrets and then from there I thought do you know what I've absolutely got free reign now to do whatever the hell I like and what i want to do because he was going to oh don't put that in and, you know, try and keep the cover really tame so you know I think like with the second cover I've got I've got a chick on the front like massive boobs in lingerie over a plate of cocaine and a note and I've just I've just made it as trashy as I possibly can um because I think we're a bit serious with the first one we all oh, have a lady come out of the car with just a little bit of knicker droppage quite saucy but you could read <laughs> it on the tube And I think, no, I want someone, like, on the tube with it under their newspaper. Like, I don't want anyone to see me with this. Because I just think covers are so important, aren't they? That's the
2: first thing people see, cover title. Yeah. And these days on Amazon, it's just a row of little thumbnails. Exactly. So your cover has got to stand out at that size.
1: Yeah, you've got to (laughs) grab attention with it. Yeah,
2: people don't understand that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When they
2: design covers and they put too many things on them and titles are too small to read.
3: Definitely.
2: At thumbnail size, yeah. But we will. Uh, I would love to take a look at what you've done on your life story because that is absolutely. I mean, we, what we've touched on today. I'm, I'm sure people are gripped. I would love to read the full thing. Yeah, you,
1: you would be my guest. I'll, yeah, I'll send it over. do
2: <laughs> So Kaz can also be supported on Twitter at k a z b x x, and does that link to your OnlyFans as well?
1: It does. Yeah, they can follow my OnlyFans on there as well. So yeah, come say hello.
2: And if you want have a fetish about organic cotton, (laughs) you can go to Boomer and Jen. Jen's Organic Cotton Clothing Company. She's going to do a whole new line now. On what? What are these new
4: ideas? Oh, there's loads going on. But the BDSM line. Oh yes, the (laughs) BDSM organic BDSM or sustainable fisting gloves. (laughs) Sustainable (laughs) fisting gloves. She had to do recycled polyester or something. But yeah, we could have a look into that. (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Jen's links are also in the description box, as is her Instagrams. And see you see all
4: my fabulous photos.
2: If you stay tuned, you'll even see a trailer with people wearing the organic cotton clothing. Not the BDSM line yet, but we will. We're going to work on that. Huge thank you to James for hooking us up with Kaz. And James' link, if you need a cameraman, don't be trying to poach him from us. He's uh, down there as well. And your company, James, is called what? Underground Films. Underground Films. There's also a YouTube channel called Underground Films. Don't we have an Underground Films trailer by now?
3: Trailer, what, for underground films?
2: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. We should start an underground films trailer on the end of these as well.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. We could get Sean to redo the advert, to <laughs> send people to sleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh, let us know in the comments what you thought about this. It has been an absolute fun. Uh, there was a point there where I laughed so hard I couldn't even breathe I love moments like that it is the antidote to all of the BS and madness going on in the world so yeah huge thank you most of all to Kaz for coming down today you're going to join us in a group group hug
3: yeah done. oh my god that was Brilliant. amazing yeah you as well Wow. wow
5: Here at Boomer and Jen, we offer a wide range of organic or recycled clothing. We all know our planet is important. We only have this one. So it's vital that we all work together to slow down and reverse the changes to the environment. Whilst we all know that big industry are having a significant effect on pollution. Here at Boomer and Jen, we believe that if we all make small changes, we can do our part. Fast fashion causes detrimental effects to the planet. Not only is nearly 20% of global wastewater produced by the fast fashion industry, but there is a considerable amount of fast fashion ending up in landfill. So let's move away from fast fashion items that are only worn once or twice and start wearing extremely comfortable, durable and environmentally friendly clothing and ethical jewellery. Boomer and Jen was founded in a quiet town in Devon in 2018. It has now gone from strength to strength as the world is becoming more aware of the current climate situation, helping our customers to buy sustainable, quality clothing. All of our products are fair trade and registered with the Global Organic Textile Standard Association. Check us out on organic cotton clothing Dot co dot uk